This is an Average Robots production. We venture once more into the Forgotten Realms, to the country of Dreda, a world where science and technology grew steadily alongside magic. Andreath, the god of power, imbued people with ferocious strength and gave the world magic, and Aronel, the goddess of knowledge, helped people learn, discover, and innovate beyond belief. The two forces propelled citizens of Dreda to a quality of life the likes of which had never been seen. Adventurers grew beyond horses and now rode across the lands on levitating cars and motorcycles. Laser rifles replaced bows, and gold was replaced by digital currency, and incredible power was available to almost everyone. Seeing their new peaceful world, Andreath and Aronel, who had cooperated every step of the way, left it as they believed their duties were done. However, with so much power in the world and no unifying guidance, conflict was inevitable. Different factions from all over Dreda tested their might against each other leaving utter devastation in their wake. Cities, towns, forests, and entire species were wiped off the map, with almost everyone either fighting in the wars or sheltering underground for survival. Little is known about the final battle of the Great Wars, but it left no survivors and most of the country a toxic wasteland. The only creatures strong enough to survive this new wastes were giant monsters. Deep within the keep of a city built into a mountain, a small bastion of survivors remained. Although early on, they dare not leave their safety, the air outside slowly became breathable again, and short explorations into the remnants of what had once been one of the most bustling hubs of life in the country retained no life. But the natural defenses of the mountains and high walls protected much of the city's physical infrastructure. Day Zero, as they dubbed it, provided the first hope for civilization to exist again for the few thousand survivors of the Great Wars. Druids began working on controlling weather and land, making life possible again. Scholars, desperate to not let history repeat itself, shared the knowledge they saved with the survivors so they could rebuild bigger, better, and more peacefully than they'd done before. Tinkerers, scientists, and wizards all worked together to rebuild the city, fortifying it with a massive outer wall that protected against the giant creatures. And ten years after Day Zero, humanity spread out from the keep. Life flourished in the early stages of this new city. The few thousand initial survivors grew to approximately 50 million. A new government was established featuring a high council, representatives of the people, and a governor who oversaw everything. Under the first of these governors, a half-elf woman named Melissa Mortimer, the fledgling city was peaceful, equitable, and everyone was seemingly happy. Her reign was unfortunately cut short by a mysterious disease. And although life, technology, and knowledge all continued to grow in the city, the peace and happiness that everyone shared seemed to fade. The wealthiest, tucked away in the highest part of the city, had plenty of room for expansive mansions, food for their whole family, and safety assured by the strongest guards. The middle ring of the city remained the hub for trade and also farming. However, the middle class became more and more divided amongst themselves. The outer ring of the city fell into utter disarray. Homes were piled on top of each other, food was scarce, and crime began to be many people's only opportunity for improving their station. Crooked cops, crooked landlords, and especially crooked politicians have caused a significant unrest in the growing city. Our story takes place two months before the tricentennial anniversary of Day Zero. Elections for many government positions, including the governor, are right around the corner, and the city is at its breaking point. Can our heroes weed out the crime and corruption, or a society destined to destroy itself once again? Welcome to Utopia. Welcome to Utopia. Alright everybody, welcome back to Campaign 2, now with idiots rolling the dice. Uh, we have a new adventure, a new dungeon master who's off to a really fucking good start already, 
and <laughs> some new friends we will meet along the way. Uh, so I'm going to introduce wonderful, intrepid, possibly heroes. Uh, first Five off, intrepid heroes. I'm not stealing that bit. Intrep <laughs> they did not come up with that word. Uh, <laughs> um, since he interjected himself into the fucking conversation already, uh, we have our former dungeon master who led us on a wonderful campaign that made me cry the first time. The magnificent Vex. What's poppin'? I'm here <laughs> waiting to die because I'm gonna be an asshole. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You're Maybe so being an asshole back. is good in this world. Next, uh, no longer the keeper of the snow pants, our good friend Jimmy. Yo, guys, what's going on? Excited for you to be here. <clears throat> uh, hopefully, she'll be much better as something else than she was as a rogue, but she's still an incredible, funny, and beautiful human being, Miss Daisy Cakes. Hi, everybody. I'm Daisy. Hey, Mimi. I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, Bubs will not be able to join us. Her work is picking up for the holiday season and cannot, and she can't commit to playing. But we have replaced her with somebody equally as funny and a good friend of all of ours, Mr. Play the Fool. Hello, hello. All right. So we're all excited. Excited, excited, excited. So <clears throat> here we are. All of you live in the city of Utopia. Uh, utopia is a strong word for it, considering it's uh, anything but. Um, right around the corner are the elections for governor, several of the council of representatives, council seats, and representatives of the populace. Um, there's a mysterious disease sweeping through the outer ring of the city, um, where the poorest and most disheveled citizens are are struggling. To, I mean, just make ends meet, um, you know, divert the, the, the country's divided or the city's divided um, in a way that's not too dissimilar from the United States right now, but it was not meant to be an allegory. And I'm sorry for any similarities. <clears throat> so running for governor is obviously the incum incumbent, Mr. Gregory Abraham, who is a uh, more conservative side of things, we'll say. Um, not as progressive for a lot of stuff in terms of like social aspects, but you know, the country is, or the city has still grown a lot under him. Technology has been expanded. New innovations have happened and, you know, business for the wealthiest <laughs> has actually gone pretty well. Uh, however, running against him is a, a high elf named Princeton Vixus. And our, our story actually begins at the Princeton Vixus residence where a campaign is being run to try and take over the, the uh, or try to win the election for the gubernatorial or the gubernatorial election. And a young half-elven woman is knocking on the door of her BFF's house. So why don't you introduce yourself, Daisy? All right, I am Vanessa Halen. I am the daughter of Coyote Halen. I know, it's okay, you guys can, wonder in it later uh i am a half elf uh let's see i don't, I don't really i'm not really great <laughs> at anything but I, I dabble in a few things uh i do enjoy a really awesome weapon 
of any sort that includes archery. So I'm pretty excited about some of those things to come. Uh, my best friend Bonnie has invited me over. So um, I guess we'll see what's going on. Right. So your father, obviously a uh, the most famous rock star in Utopia. Coyote Halen is uh, you know, coming off uh, another number one single. This time it's Utopia. Utopia. It's great. Everybody loves it. You hear it all the time on the radio. But you're you don't even know if your father like knows you're still alive at times. He is uh, very wrapped up in his celebrity. And unfortunately, your mother, who was a human, your father was a, a high elf. Uh, your mother has passed away a few years ago. And it's been it's been a rough for you. Um, so you've been spending a lot of time with your best friend, Bonnie, and her father, Princeton, this man running for governor, who's uh, um, been kind of that father you didn't have in the last few years, kind, caring man. And as you uh, knock on the door, Bonnie actually answers for you. Oh my God, Vanessa, what's up? How are you doing, girl? Hi, babe. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, just hanging out. Come in, come on, come, come on, come in, come. So she invites you in, obviously. Thank you. you in. Um, What's going on? As you're here, make a perception check. So you walk into this house. Nat 20, baby. Damn. Damn. Okay. <laughs> well, First roll of campaign damn. two is a natural nine. 20. <laughs> so they go for all the nat one she rolled in campaign one. Uh, Hopefully. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I'm sorry. So you and Bonnie walk into this house. It is fucking insane. There are hundreds of, of people here, you know, all working from out of the house of Princeton Vixus, who is currently uh, the representative for the district you live in. He's essentially like your, your congressman. Um, he has interns, volunteers, uh, campaign assistants, people you've seen before um, through like growing up around the Vixus family and, you know, lots of people you haven't, um, you know, things are going fast. They are insane around here. And Bonnie looks a little stressed by it all. Wow. This is a lot to take in, isn't it? It's, uh, it's been pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, but dad always says that, we're working him. He's working to make Utopia a better place. So I guess if I have to put up with this for a couple of months, uh, it's fine. It's just annoying. It's a lot of people. Sometimes the assistants like try or the interns try to use my bathroom. Like that's my bathroom. Come on. That's weird. You should tell them not to do that. I know. Like I've been trying to see. Like, hey, maybe can we can like run out some porta potties or something. But like, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. I know. I know. I'll mention uh, something to your dad. Don't worry. Speaking of your dad, Princeton Vixus, who's this tall, six foot one ish elven man, beautiful, even though he's several hundred year old, years old as elves are basically immortal. He's beautiful, kind of slicked back black hair, um, walks in the room, puts his hand on your shoulder, says, Miss Vanessa, it is such a pleasure to see you again. As always, how are you doing this fine and beautiful day? Good, good. Just, um, just seeing what's going on. There's a, there's a lot happening over here. How are you doing with all of this? Oh my, you know, it's been, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. There's a, I still have my duties as, as a representative of the people. There's the stuff taking me away from this, and there's the campaign. I'm still trying to, you know, 
be here for my family, which I will do a much better job of after this is all over. But, you know, it's uh, when we win, when we take out Abraham and, uh, you know, turn things around for Utopia, it will all be a, uh, it will all be worth it. Trust me. You'll be able to do it. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, at this time, uh, Mr. Vix- or Princeton's top assistant, Winston Wallace, you've always heard Princeton call him Mr. Wallace, but he's like this 5'7 lizard looking fucker. And he says, Mr. Mr. Princeton, uh, there is a call for you on the other line. Princeton goes, uh, yes, who was it, uh, Winston? Mr. M is, uh, is on the line for you, Princeton. Princeton turns and looks. He goes, oh, fucking Christ. Well, I must be off, girls. Um, Bonnie, I know you and, uh, you and Carrie Ann are heading down to, uh, to her lower utopia to work at that food bank later today. So if I don't catch you before you leave, uh, safe travels. We, uh, <clears throat> your mother and I love you, but I got to go, go feed the dogs. Um, and Princeton and, and uh, Winston start walking away. How about you roll an insight check for me? Thirteen. Thirteen. Winston Wallace, this five seven lizard, rubs you about as wrong as like a five seven talking lizard would normally rub you. Like he definitely seems kind of skeevy, but he works in politics, right? They are all kind of skeevy. Um, okay. So Bonnie mentions to you. She turns to you and says, "Yes, Carrie Ann and I have to go down to Lower Utopia to do some." some volunteer work to help with my dad's campaign at this, at this food bank down there. I, I wasn't going to like ask you to come cause it's like, it's like lower utopia and stuff. It's not like the best place, but if you want to come, like you're obviously more than welcome. Sure. I'd be or, happy to come and help. Perfect. Perfect. We now actually phase down to, uh, a, uh, a security wall in lower utopia. Mongo. You're there. You are, uh... How about you introduce yourself, play, actually? <clears throat> Alright, uh... A Mongo half-orc. Big, brooding, kind of... Mercenary for hire. Pretty much that's it. Just a so, big dude that is hired to hurt people. Right. So you, Mongo, you're in a new crew, as, you know, you're a mercenary. You bounce around to whoever can pay you the most. And you are leaning up against a motorcycle as a humanoid man and a tiefling woman uh, walk your way. I guess they ride their way towards you on your motorcycles. And the, the man, who you know as Q, is the leader of this new gang you've kind of found yourself with. He says, <clears throat> All right, Mongo, looks like it's a go. And uh, he looks over his shoulder at two guards who kind of give him a head nod and they say, all right, Mongo, here's the plan. You don't really have to do shit as this is your first job with us, but I have I have you here because I know you can fucking handle yourself, all right? Okay. H, H and I got to go in there and uh, we got a little snatch and grab. Trust me, you'll hear when things start breaking off. Your only job, when H and I run through this door or ride through this door on our fucking bikes, hit that button, it'll close it, and then you ride off with us, get back to camp, and, you know, collect a fat fucking paycheck, alright? This is, uh, it's gotta be fast, 
but I have you here in case shit goes sour. sour. And uh, those couple guards over there, they won't give you any fucking trouble. All right? You think you can do that? I'm sure I can do that. All right, man. This is gonna be, it's gonna be real good. If you work out, this is gonna be, uh, this is gonna be a real good partnership for us. Uh, how about you roll an insight check? Okay. We're off to a great start. We're off to a great start. Mongo, with an insight that historically has eluded you. Um, you know, you're a big hulking guy, not necessarily the most, not necessarily the wisest dude, but you do have, you've been around the streets for a long time. And you know Q is this kind of rowdy killer, will do anything for a buck type guy. And uh, he's definitely not telling you the whole truth about what's going on. Yeah, Q, is there more to this than me just having to hit a button? I mean, like I said, Mungo, if uh, we brought you here because a lot of the other fuckers in our, cl- in our little group, they uh, aren't as good with the with the, uh, the old sword, if you know what I mean. Um, there's obviously a chance it gets hairy. Uh, it's a fu- you're a fucking criminal. You should be used to that shit. Uh, but we're just gonna, H and I are gonna ride in there, gonna create a little distraction, knock some people out, and grab the fucking cargo. And that's all you need to know. You pull this off, I'll let you in on a little more. But for now, you, uh, it's all you get. Okay? Okay. Alright. You're gonna, remember, when we hit this fucking button, or when we ride through here, all you do is hit the button and ride after us. Everything will be just fine. Q and H hop on their motorcycles, or they're like essentially Tron bikes. They're kind of floating laser cycles, <clears throat> and they ride through the gate into a separate into a separate district of Lower Utopia. Lower Utopia is expansive. The city is like you know fifty million fucking people, and it's fucking huge. Uh, so the the outer ring is huge, and they ride into essentially like another city almost. In terms of, in terms of the law, you'd know this as a criminal. Like past this gate is a different district of like police and like authority. Um, that's just something you would know. Now, stumbling out of an alley, it's uh, he doesn't know what time of day it is. Drunk, fallen over, vex. Would you introduce your character? Ah uh, yes. Um, this is Keith. Uh, Keith is a. Uh little down on his luck lately uh he's usually catching some bad guys doing some shit for the cops he's not a cop per se he's just a bounty hunter um i would say he has darkish blue reddish skin for a tiefling kind of awkward color for a tiefling because usually they're either like a certain color but he's kind of like a mix between the two uh <clears throat> one of his horns is broken he's just he's beat up very beat up kind of person all right so, as you're stumbling out of this alley, you see two people ride by on motorcycles. It's nothing, nothing special about motorcycles. But I want you to roll a perception check. How does a perception eight ten? So ten gets you. It's a. I mean, it's a. It's you can tell that it's like late morning. It's like eleven o'clock, um, and there seems to be a lot of people kind of on this 
this main street of Lower Utopia. Like I said earlier, it's it's a bustling city. Everything kind of normal. It seems a, it seems a little busier than normal. Almost like something's going on, but you don't really know what. Um, as you kind of stumble out of this alley, you see a six foot seven half orc man, uh, whom you know to be the police captain of this district. What up, Cap? Keith, are you fucking drunk right now? You bet your ass I am. You promised me double for that, dude. You only gave me half. I gave you half. Keith, I paid you the full fucking bounty. Did you lose it? Did you, like, are, were you that sloshed when you brought him in that you just lost half of it? You promised me double, man. I'm gonna get you one day, all right? I might like you. Like, you're one of my best friends, but I hate you sometimes. You're just a fuck best friends. Okay, yeah. Okay, Keith. Are you gonna be okay? Do I need to have somebody fucking take you somewhere? Fuck you. I'll take that as a no. Look, I gotta get down to the fucking food bank. You stay out of trouble as much as you fucking can. I know, I know things have been hard for you, but you can't. We're not gonna give you work if you keep fucking behaving like this. I'm gonna be honest, Keith. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, man. You stay out of fucking trouble. And he kind of starts walking off to like. Uh, but Keith's Cap. Wh- Keith, I gotta fucking go. I got shit to do. You got shit to do too. Like, get your fucking act together. You're really good at this stuff. Somehow, a mercenary and a drunk bounty hunter okay? nah, are nah, not yeah. gonna mesh too well, I don't think. Anymore. Captain, like, rubs his head. Uh, the captain's name is Droth Merkant, which you'd also know. Big half orc. Strong, strong fucker. On the other side of this, uh, this main street, we're in a different alley. Um, where we meet our wonderful friend Jimmy. Yo. Would you introduce your character? My name is Robin Hoodie of Robin of the Hoodies. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, in a previous life, I uh, sold snow panties as a beer vendor and also uh, have a snapshot of somebody wanting a breastplate. Um, <laughs> like that in yard stare. You think of like old memories from like a past life and just get a thousand yard stare. <laughs> yeah, I got that. I felt that too, trust me. Anyway, uh, I come from the uh, part of town that's uh, kind of rich and putsy, but you know, I don't like that side of town. So here I am drinking beer and helping people out, you know, working with my magical pouch of need still. So, uh, you are in this alley across from this, uh, this dwarven man. You know this dwarven man to be Stefan Stonefist. He's uh, somebody you've worked with in the past, and you are handing him over a bag of gemstones in, in Utopia, since most currency is digital in form of credits. If you want to do something off the books, there's precious gems because you're so close to mines in the mountain. You hand over these gemstones to this, this dwarven man. And he says, uh, Monsieur Hoodie, you've once again exceeded expectations for us. Uh, my, uh, my people will be wiring you your, your funds very shortly. And he starts kind of rifling through the gems, looking at them. Uh, 
a lot of people are going to be able to uh, to be helped because of this. We appreciate you once again. I will I will call when the next uh, the next opportunity is available. You know where to find me. Uh, yes, sir, Monsieur Hoodie. Monsieur Hoodie. Uh, you know when when we first brought you into the uh, the the populace, we uh, we weren't sure how you'd fit in, being you know you with your your history, but uh, you have been a valuable asset to the uh, to our organization. And uh, how about you roll a history check? It's a very low DC. Six is uh, is gonna do it because you work not necessarily for this kind of secret organization, but alongside with uh, the populace is kind of like this underground, like citizens of lower utopia battling against the rich. Not a lot of violence, but you know, some thievery, some blackmail, that kind of, that kind of stuff. And you, what you do is you, steal from the rich you steal from you know be it gems documents whatever they need to get the upper hand and uh deliver it with to stefan who's this kind of leading man um and then he pays you out of one of his many shell companies that he assists in but he runs the local food bank he says monsieur hoodie i must be off to the food bank we have a special event going on there uh i bid you adieu and uh, my people will be in touch shortly. And he walks out of the alley, sort of. And as you, as you follow him out to the main street, how about you roll a perception check as well? 19 is very good. Uh, this is bustling. Something is very clearly happening. Uh, you, from what your conversation with Stefan just said, it seems to be something going on with the food bank at the... At the you know, kind of block or two away from where you currently are. Um, as you walk out of the alley, you see two people drive by on motorcycles and a young tabaxi who's like a cat person. He uh, he had a food stand that got kind of bumped into by these motorcycles and uh, he knocks, like all his stand is knocked over. Hey, let me give you a hand picking that up there, buddy. <laughs> you don't have to do that, sir. I, I got it all. And he starts, you know, trying to fix his stand. One of the legs is broken. He tries, like, shimming it up. And, you know, he, he gets it eventually. But he's just, you know, feverishly picking up, uh, picking up the, uh, his stand. He's like, uh, and you, you help him. He says, thank you, sir. I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough. And he, he, like, tosses you an apple, essentially. That's what was in his stand. I don't need any, any thank you for that. That's just what I do. You can have your apple back. I prefer uh, peaches. I mean, if you you really not want the apple? My heart says no, but my head says yes. But my gratitude Uh, says don't worry about it. That's what I'm here for. I mean, I already gave you the apple, so it'd be like weird if you if I took it back at this point. But like, that's okay. Maybe you can give it to okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll take it and (laughs) I'll give it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Uh, As you say this, he uh, he. uh, <clears throat> has this loud, vicious cough into his arm. Huh. You okay there? Uh, you know, it seems like a lot of people have been getting sick lately, but you know, I don't know what's been going on. Hopefully, hopefully they open up some more clinics or something soon uh, to get get these people, you know, help. But I think, you know, I think we'll be fine. 
I think we'll be fine. Um, hey, do you know what's going on? With like, it seems like there's a lot of people out today. It sure does. I'm trying, just don't know what's going on. Something is up, but I just don't know. Okay, beautiful. We head back up to the the Vixis residence where Miss Vanessa Haland, her best friend <clears throat> Bonnie, and her younger sister Carrie Ann Vixis are getting into like a car, essentially with like a security detail. You know, obviously daughter daughters of one of the most famous politicians in the city is going to have a security detail. And um, Vanessa, how about you roll me one more perception check before you leave? Or there's a lot of people. It's busy at at the house. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's varying degrees of people. Oh, great, thank you. Thanks for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> All right. So you hop into the car with. You know, security guards and Bonnie and her younger sister, Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann is this bubbly, young kind of prodigal genius. She's like a super gifted tinkler. Tink, not tinkler. Tinkerer. <laughs> she tinkles everywhere, man. I mean, sometimes it happens. So she's she's an extremely gifted tinkerer. Um, has developed. Really good at going potty. For being like, you know, she's an elf, so she doesn't age the same. But, like, relative to a human, she's about, like, 14, 15. And for being, like, 14, 15 in human years, um, she's already, like, influenced a lot of, like, technology stuff and, like, helped innovate a lot of things. She's kind of, like, Utopia's favorite daughter, essentially. Um, And you guys all pile into this car and start, you know, making your way down to Lower Utopia. And and Carrie Ann is like, oh my god, Vanessa, Vanessa, I'm so happy to have you here with us. I'm excited to be here with you too. What uh, what, what's the plan here? So we got to go down to Lower Utopia. Um, we're helping unveil this new food generation or food like purification machine at this local food bank. Uh, you know, my father helped me invent it, and by help me, I mean I did everything in terms of inventing, and he hmm. like helped put his name on it. But like that's okay, right? Because like, oh. You know, he's trying to help people and like I like helping people. So like we're going to go down there. We're going to unveil this new machine. It's going to be really great for the food bank. And then I got to turn it on with this like super secret code and shit. Yada, yada, yada. It's going to be great, though. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. What, uh, how long is it going to take us to get there, you think? Oh, you know, with uh, with this car and uh, Bonnie cuts in, it's like, carry in. You know, maybe maybe settle down just a bit. Like it's we're going to lower utopia. It's fucking dangerous down there, right? And, and, you know, we'll get there in like 20 minutes or so. Um, but it's it's not it's not safe. Maybe be a little less excited. Bonnie, come on. This, we got like, look at all these fucking big, strong dudes around us. We're going to be totally fine. All right. So That's you good. guys drive down to Lower Utopia. Um, you have this you know, six or seven security guards with you. Um, and you get about a block and a half from where the food bank is. And unfortunately the street is just too crowded that the car can't really get through. Um, so security guards is like, we're very close. It'll be uh, great for you guys to be publicly visible, like interacting with the uh, citizens of lower utopia. Unfortunately, we can't take the car through here. It's just, there's too much foot traffic. The fucking cops down here don't do shit. Uh, 
So stick with us. Everything will be fine. Um, and, you know, we'll get there in, you know, another two minutes. That's all it will take. And so the security guard kind of leads you guys out of the car. And you're out here and as you're... It's not like you've never been to Lower Utopia before. But give me a perception check. Eleven. Eleven? It's, it's busy. Uh, obviously, word got out that... <clears throat> that the Vixus girls uh, would be down here. And then you, as the daughter of, like, the biggest musician in the city, you guys are drawing a lot of eyes. Um, And you start walking towards the food bank. Uh, Keith and Mongo, both you see this, you know, big car with, you know, famous people getting out of it and security guards having to... Or not Keith and not Keith and Robin, not Keith and Mongo. Uh, as you're both right on the main street where this car is, you're seeing, you know, these three young women and a whole bunch of, of, you know, dangerous-looking guards, um, you know, head out and start walking along the main street, kind of shaking hands with people, uh, kind of, you know, just trying to get through. Um, all three of you, Vanessa. Keith and Robin give me perception checks. Can I start following them just in case, like, I have to swoop Six. in? Maybe I'll get, like, a pay raise from the captain? Yeah, you can start following them. Wrong thing, uh, play. Or Jimmy. I got a nat 20. You got a nat 20? Okay, yeah. Robin, uh, roll one more time with the perception. Actually, I can just look at your perception. Oops, sorry, I did. No, uh, you, got, you got a 13. So you got a 13 with your perception. Um, Vanessa, it's really loud. And don't get me wrong, like, you've been to rock concerts, you're used to noise. There's a lot of people, you can't really tell what's going on, what's normal, what's suspicious. Robin, you hear a motorcycle rev its engine. And Keith... I think it sounds like it needs a tune-up. As, as you start <clears throat> to follow these, uh, you know, this very clearly conspicuous group, in the middle of this dangerous part of the outer ring. Not only do you hear the first motorcycle, but you also hear a second motorcycle rev its engine as you see something, what looks like a ball, get launched towards the group. Uh, Vanessa, if you would please make a constitution saving throw. 16. 16. Um, Keith, as you since you got a nat twenty, as you see this ball get launched towards the group, uh, what are you doing? Uh, do I have my puppet at all, or no, not yet? You, ha- I'd say you have your puppet. Okay. Um, I'm gonna unwrap it since it's on my back, and just kind of start moving towards this group. Okay. Slowly. Uh, and Robin, you didn't roll high enough. Uh, so. As you, as Keith starts walking towards this group, he sees this ball of, of something get headed. It explodes into a cloud of gas. And everybody, including Vanessa, gets knocked immediately unconscious. God damn it. Glass. And you hear the second motorcycle that you heard, Keith, rev its engine and race through this crowd of people and swoop up 
the youngest looking girl of of the bunch who happens to be Carrie Ann Vixis. Do I get a reaction or to this? Kidnapping his one reaction, but he did roll a natural 20 on his swoop. So it's going to be with disadvantage Jesus. if you'd like to make an attack. Um, Can I make it a strength check to see if I can pull it away with the puppet? Pull her away? Sure. Is that with, still with disadvantage? Yes, still with disadvantage. Gonna be a four and a 19. So four plus, doesn't really matter, but six yeah his uh his passive strength is higher than that uh so unfortunately you the puppet does not get uh you do not you're not able to pull the girl away from the man on the motorcycle as robin you're also seeing this come down now uh you see the man swoop through on a motorcycle then another person on a motorcycle start to follow him what do you do uh, should I try to shoot out his front tire to find out what's going on and in interrogate him? At this point, you probably could not get the guy's tire at all. You could possibly hit the the um second bandit, though. Uh, I'm going to go try and take a shot at the second bandit. Okay. Just roll a ranged attack. Hang on, something I didn't put something in right. For you, it will be a d20 plus 6, actually. So you got a 21 to hit. You hit the tire of the, of the, second, of the second bandit on the motorcycle. Uh, she's going to make a deck save to see if she can keep everything. Um, she can kind of keep it going. So she rolls a five. Uh, her motorcycle tumbles, giving you time for one more attack. If you can hit her again, she might fall off. Yep, we're going to hit one more. Nope. So nine does not hit. She's struggling, uh, and she'll have disadvantage on her next motorcycle check, but she is able to get, get through. As you, Mongo, now see H who is the second person on the motorcycle. She's a little behind. Q, who zips out on the motorcycle. He is going very fast through the gate. H is just behind him a little bit wobbly. Uh, what do you, Now is your move. Uh, H has the cargo, right? Uh, no, Q has the cargo. The guy in the lead has the cargo. Okay. And he is, he is zipping off. He's, he's Gucci. Nobody's going to catch him right now. Right. And H has just made it through the gate. Uh, hit the button then. All right, so you hit the button and give me an animal handling check. 18, your motorcycle goes just fine and you start chasing after them. Back on the main street, where we have Robin and Keith and an unconscious Vanessa. Uh, panic is ensuing. Um, two, I mean... Three famous celebrities' daughters essentially just got ambushed in the middle of the city. Um, people on motorcycles kidnapped one, and you know, arrow or laser guns started flying at one of the bandits, but they could not stop her. Um, and I mean, an attack, basically an act of terrorism, as this was the daughter of a government official, has just happened. Um, Keith and Robin, what are you both doing? Uh, I'm going to go and check on everybody 
see how they are, like the security guards and shit. <clears throat> so they all got hit with essentially what was a weaponized grenade of the sleep spell. Um, so they got right fucked up, but none of them are are hurt per se. Oh. Um, but I'm you're seeing smacking people in the face so they come up. <laughs> uh, make an attack roll. <laughs> 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 uh how many are there uh there is eight guards plus uh um plus two young women and for some reason this young and dark-haired half-elven woman seems to be the first person you just have to fucking slap in the face bet uh 18 daisy what's your ac 13 uh, roll a d4 plus your strength modifier effect. Hey, it's my strength modifier. It's not that much. Uh, I, never mind. I rolled a four, so six. All right. So Keith is walking up to this group of people who have just been knocked unconscious. And I'm just uh, swinging on. Just swinging. <laughs> and you walk up to this half elven, this young, you know, kind of like mid 20s half elven woman, and just slap her in the face for six damage. As Vanessa, you get jolted awake. God, what? Who the hell are you? And why are you hitting me? You were asleep. What was it supposed to do? Just sit there and let you. Asleep? asleep. I'm sorry. What? Asleep? Bonnie. Bonnie is starting to come to. He's like, what? What? What happened? Uh, Where's the man? Carry it, carry it. And she is fucking panicking. She's having a full on panic attack, starting to hyperventilate right now. <laughs> she's all gonna smack her. What happened? Roll an attack. God damn it. <laughs> That's a 19. <laughs> completely knock this girl over. She is like, she is not. Bonnie is. She's very intelligent, uh, has some magical affinity, is not for hand-to-hand -hand combat or really being out there in the people at all. Um, no, I, she's I wearing like it. She's wearing a smack her and go dress. get a hold of yourself. Fucking Christ! You straight knock her over. Like she is completely. She is. Pan she's full on panic attack, hyperventilating. Knock her out again. Knock her out again. Uh, Can somebody tell me what just happened? Why? That was my oh. <laughs> What happened? Robin, Usually I assume that works. <laughs> Robin, I assume you like walk over to the group of these people who just got attacked. Yeah, checking everybody, make sure everything's okay. Seeing this halfling on the ground and almost panicking. Yeah, the... looking, looking at then looking at uh, this guy just taking swings at her. I kind of want to take a swing at him. I only took one swing, to be fair. Hey, security guards all start getting awake and they're, you know, panicking. They reach for their guns or their, you know, clubs or whatever. And they put their, one of them puts their club to your neck and another one points a gun at you. Uh, to One puts a club to Keith's neck. Another one points a gun at Robin Hoodie. And, uh, what the fuck just happened? Relax, boys. Relax. Hey, chill your pants, man. I, I kind of slowly pull out. Like, I guarantee you, like, the cops probably gave me something so I wouldn't get in trouble for doing this shit. Okay. So, I, 
Roll a pure luck check that you have it on you. That I didn't lose it in the yeah. alley. So D20. <laughs> yeah, you have somehow you have a fucking lanyard that like got wrapped around your belt loop with this like police consultant badge. And you show it to the to the uh cap there too, like the head of these guards, guards. Yeah. who is also starting to have a panic attack as Literally, his one job is don't let these famous young women get attacked, and he let these famous young women get attacked. Um, okay, all right, we can we can do this. Uh, and you see the police captain, obviously hearing commotion, has started running out to all of you. What happened? Hi, Cap. I swear to fucking God, Keith, if you had anything to do with this, I will throw you in jail. And you will not be able to get out. Sir, Relax, dude. I need yeah. I I need to ask a question. I'm so sorry. I I need to find out why. Wh- what happened? Why was I asleep? Why did that get woken up? And where the hell is Carrie Ann? Uh, I would love answers to those exact same questions. I got answers to those. Well, can you speak, please? Uh, pretty much. Uh, grenade went off. Uh. Some form of sleep spell, I'm assuming. Uh, Keith is just going like off on his like actual like real job, which is like hunting monsters. So he's just kind of deducing everything in a matter of seconds. He's like he gets that like the special sort of like drunk knowledge. It's like you like oh, you're yeah. kind of stumbling around. Like basic talking isn't really your strong suit, but like you get on something you know, and it's just like straight stream of consciousness, fact after fact. So like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like two seconds of clarity when he's speaking. <laughs> uh, he pretty much just goes, yeah, so uh, bomb went off. Um, you guys all fell asleep. A couple motorcycles came through, picked up this young girl and zoomed off. I don't know what else. I didn't see. Whoa, wait, wait. So some... <sighs> okay. So somebody took her. But who... <sighs> okay. I'm freaking I out now. someone I could get some decent money for her. I'm freaking out She's... Now. Carrie Ann Vixis is the daughter of, you know, the most famous politician right now, outside Uh, of obviously Governor Abraham. Um, Maybe I shouldn't have slapped them both. Whoops. Okay. (laughs) uh, You, sketchy looking guy, points to you, Robin. Um, You're. Nobody outside of people within the um, the populace, the organization you've kind of been freelancing for, really know what you do as like a, a hunter and thief kind of thing. Is all of this true? Because I can't fucking trust half the shit this guy says. He points at Keith. Wow, Cap, that's hurtful. You haven't given me a lot of reason to trust you lately, Keith. I'm going to be honest. So rude. Yeah, unfortunately, I know the underground, but, you know, oh, my goodness. This is something beyond, I think, that they they can do. Yeah, and what he said about the the gas and the motorcycles, that all, that's all, that all tracks, that was all what happened? That's what I saw, yes, sir. He's not lying. All right, so we're going to speed away past the gate that was just that was closed you know a minute or two ago 
to Mongo, Q, and H were all riding their motorcycles, zipping away through, I mean, this like dusty, it's like if it was a movie, this part of town would be hit with like kind of like a brown red filter. Uh, it's very clearly like not a nice part of town. And uh, Q, who's in the lead with the cargo, pulls off into this alley. H, who's a little ahead of you, Mongo, uh, follows him. And you, assumingly, follow both of them as well. And so they stop in this alley and they're like, huh, well, that was, uh, I mean, that was about as good as that could have fucking gone, I'd say. What about you, H? H, just this, this tiefling woman, wears a hood kind of all the time. She says, well, I would have much rather not gotten shot at, but, you know, I, uh, I can't, uh, I can't control everything. And you see, she looks back at her, at her motorcycle and kind of the rear where like a fuel tank would be on a normal motorcycle. It's been hit, so it's leaking. It's okay. It's going to make it, but a trail of like this neon blue fluid has been kind of leading or draining from her bike over the course of this, you know, couple minutes you've been driving. Um, and Mongo, why don't you give me a perception check? 16. So for the first time since you got on this job, you can actually see what the target is as Q has this bubbly looking young blonde elvish woman dangle over his car. And when I say woman, she's like 15, 16. She's like, she's a child, right? And he says, well, <laughs> we got the job fucking done. That's all that matters. We'll have to ditch the bike, H, but uh, you can hop on the back of Mongo's and we'll just get back to base, right? Uh, She's a bit young for be worth anything, isn't she? Well, you know, sometimes the families you're born into are... Uh, your targets planted on their back. Uh, fuck, I, somebody said, get this girl, she'll be here at this time. You know, we're fucking cutthroats, Mongo. We got the girl, and uh, now we're going to get a fuckload of money. And that should be all you care about, brother. And, it, uh, it better be roll, worth it. Roll an insight check. One. Q is totally fine, and there is no chance... He cuts you out of a deal or ever betrays you. Like, he's probably going to ask you to be best man at his wedding eventually. Like, you guys are going to be the best of friends, 100%. And he's kidnapped, you know, he kidnapped a girl and seems totally, totally cool about it. Um, so he says, all right, H, back among those bike. We're going to fucking head. We've got like a block left to go. Shouldn't be tracked anywhere. I think we'll be fine. None of the guards in this fucking part of town give a shit. And the cops from the other part of town with the fucking stuck-up captain, they can't do anything over here without going through a whole, whole fucking line of, you know, politics and bureaucrats and all that shit. So fucking, we'll be fine. We got it. And he uh, turns on his motorcycle and rides off. Assumedly, do you follow? Yeah, I got to see what the price is. All right, so back in the crowd of of people, Bonnie is still panicking, hyperventilating on the ground. Uh, Vanessa, do you console your friend at all? Of course. <laughs> they're gonna 
Mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. They're just, okay. We're just supposed to help people. Bonnie, 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 just Bonnie. To help Bonnie, it's okay. Breathe, 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 honey. You have to breathe. Listen, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. Okay? It's going to be okay. I it's going to be fine. Come down listen, listen, it's okay. Look at me. It's all right. We're going to find Carrie Ann. Everything will be okay. We just got to figure this out. Find out where to find these guys. And go from there. But Roll until then... a persuasion check. I was almost 20. God damn it. It's a 12. <laughs> she got a 12. Right. Bonnie looks at you. Her breathing... Her breathing slows down a little bit. Like, she's still very clearly fucking panicked, as, as she should be. Um, but unlike you, you spent a lot of time with your dad's own security detail, like learning some tricks of the trade. You learned how to use a, a rifle and handguns and, you know, daggers and shit from, you know, people whose job it was to protect people. Um, you were arguably just as qualified to protect Bonnie as the security guards who all got knocked out because they rolled absolutely god awful on their fucking con saves <laughs> against this thing that I rolled ahead of time. I'm seriously, the highest one was a 15. Um, it was bad. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and like she, like she looks at you, she trusts you, she knows that you're okay, but there's, we don't know where they took her. We don't know what happened. Uh, I, I, I don't know. And so, you know, she goes back to panicking and her, her security team kind of consoles her as, as the captain, Captain Mercant is talking to Keith and Robin. Did, uh, did either of you see where they fucking went? Which you did, Jimmy, because you were shooting at the one in the back as, you know, they swooped out of the gate into the different precinct. So you would know that they headed off into what's, you know, basically the worst part of of lower utopia essentially yes sir um so what's your what's your name son pointing to robin my name is robin of the hoodie and exclamation point on the hoodie i didn't realize people used exclamation points in their names but uh i do i i mean that's kind of stupid who the fuck asked you? It's Who almost it's you? almost the year three hundred. Okay, we can fucking use exclamation points in our names now, Keith. God damn it, grow up. And who the hell are you point? anyway? Keith is in there like the old like classic like boxer with his fist out like <laughs> at the captain. Captain, who is the six seven half orc barbarian, who is a uh, <laughs> much higher level than you, just. Do you guys have something going on between you two or some shit like that? What the hell? You ask me my name and this punk decides to butt in? Keith, shut up. I'm I'm gonna be totally honest. Just shut up. Um EMTs kind of start tending to they like roll up, start tending to the security guards um as Bonnie's slate. A slate is like a thin transparent crystal essentially it's an iphone and you all have them um as bonnie's slate rings and you can see it's it's her father princeton calling and bonnie looks panicked vanessa what do you do listen don't say anything yet let's try and figure out a few things first and then if we can't find if we can't find carrie and then we'll get him involved but if you tell him he's gonna freak out 
and it, it, it's gonna just it's gonna ruin everything. We can handle this. Bonnie denies the call as her mom, Leilani, immediately calls her as well. Phone rings again. Okay. I'm scared of your mom. So Leilani, also <laughs> a politician, she is like if if Princeton's in like the House of Representatives, Leilani is in the Senate. Um, that's the kind of like dynamic they have. Um, but you know, she would have been at home, but probably busy when you guys were were there this morning. Um, phone rings. Do you tell her to answer it or no? What do we do? Uh, if we, I don't know. If you ignore your mom, they're gonna freak out because we didn't answer the phone. Can Can you lie to your mom, Bonnie? Can you handle it? Bonnie is like panicking. Call. She misses the call as 15 texts pop up like immediately to say, We're watching the news. What happened? Shit. Well, this is happening. Can I just go do like my bounty hunter stuff and start like tracking, trying to track them on where they went? So you hear the the captain, Vanessa, you hear the captain raise his voice at Keith telling him to shut the fuck up. Um, He says, Look, if uh, if they took her into uh, to fucking District Sixteen, my police can't fucking follow. Um, but I also know, and he looks around, looks at you, sees that you're kind of looks at you, Vanessa, sees that you're seem to be able to handle yourself more than like the average fucking uppity person would. Um, says my officers can't follow into the other district. These security guards seem to kind of fucking suck at their job. So I don't know if I really want them going, and I don't know why they would have stopped in the middle of the street in the first place. So I kind of want to suss out these guys. Keith, you're not on the best of terms with me, but if you could track the people that took Carrie and Vixus, the most important youth in the whole fucking city, through the other district and maybe get her back, we can talk about a very substantial reward. Okay. I want triple the amount. I'm going to walk up. I'll give you whatever he gives you, but we need to go. We need to find her now. What's this about a reward? Look, there's plenty of ways to deal with that. If you guys want money, that's fine. We'll figure it out. But you I mean, need to I will pay me. you fucking like substantial sums of money. You will be paid well for fucking getting this girl back because honestly, it's going to look very bad for me as like somebody who's concerned about my career, uh, having a politician's daughter kidnapped and taken from my precinct. Uh, also, it's the right thing to do when I fucking hate criminals. So, but I quadruple the amount. Fine, Keith. I will give you. I will give you all quadruple. I'll give you as a group. You three right here. I'll give you quintuple the normal amount if you can get her back safely to me. I can okay. care less about the money. I want to see her return safely, but I'm mainly going to keep this guy, Keith, here in mind after his little spout off. I'm a okay. good person at heart, asshole. Fuck you. I don't, I don't really fucking care about yeah. your motive. I care yeah, about saving the life of a fucking, you know, person. Uh, if you I, keep <laughs> your back talking up, I'm going to take a swing at you. Guys, guys, guys. Eh, Keith walks away. Uh, as he probably walks away, you guys can probably see the crest on his back of his family. And if you know your history at all, 
How about you both roll history checks, Vanessa and uh, Robin? At 20, baby. And 11 for Robin. So why don't you explain your family's history, Keith? Uh, so Keith belongs to like uh, a very old monster hunting family that used to track like vampires, werewolves, and stuff like that. And they were probably one of the best at the jobs. And they were probably one of the first outside of the walls just because of their knowledge. Unfortunately, every one of his family perished or was either exiled for some odd reason or thrown in jail because not many people like them because they're kind of our assholes, but they do the best type of tracking job there is to killing people. They were one of the very few groups of people that got permission to go outside of the walls and, you know, deal with monsters if they ever got too close to the city or caused you know, damage to the outer wall. They were okay. relatively prestigious uh, and ha- are better renowned than this fucking sobering up asshole you've been dealing with so far. <laughs> um, and you, with your, even with your 11, Robin, you'd know that they were like, kind of like well thought of monster hunters, even though, you know, their methods were sometimes rude. Daisy, you'd know the whole story. That, What's the that, name? Mil- Miller? Yeah. Okay. Look, um, as Keith starts walking, uh, Robin and Vanessa are a little behind. Captain turns to you guys. He says, look, that guy's really good at what he does. If there's anybody who can track her and get her back, it's it's going to be him. Um, You're serious, right? Yeah, he's serious. He's, he looks like he had five drinks before he walked out of the house this morning. Well, you know. Hi, are you giving him credit? <laughs> I, I know he's rough on the outside but oops, all right he's whatever good. i don't care i just want to i just want to get i just want to get carrie ann back are they you need to keep bonnie safe or is she coming with me i don't think she's in any position to hunt down dangerous man oh, she's as she is literally like rocking back and forth on the ground <laughs> that's what yeah, i want to ask after after yeah. I wasn't sure if maybe she was one of those like vengeance types or not. Panic, okay? She's being tended to by EMTs. Okay. Uh, she did much worse against the sleep spell than you did. You almost saved, but you didn't. Uh, she did. She was nowhere close. Um, so. Oh, I forgot I have advantage on saving throws against charm and sleep. Nope. Oh, well, yeah, that actually would have been... That might have been helpful. Damn uh, it. All right. I'm remembering it for next time. This sounds good. At the same uh, time, you didn't tell me what it was for, so... That's that's fair. No, that was that was bad DMing. Not fair. I'm bad at this already. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> oh, Keith starts God, walking off towards the gate as the guards on this side kind of reopen it for you guys to go through. Um, do, I, do I see the line or do I have to make an investigation of the everybody make an investigation check Keith you gonna make it with advantage because you're like a bounty hunter tracker guy nine uh 23 with a a 20 from uh Mr. Hoodie Monsieur Hoodie and a 23 from Keith uh Keith you see this trail of of fluid kind of that was leaking out from the motorcycle um and you like i mean you see a very clear thing 
that, you know, this is easy. This is going to be easy to track, actually. Um, Robin, you know, just from kind of like being around the underground, you know, you've ridden away on your fair share of motorcycles with the shot you hit her where you hit that motorcycle. She could not have gotten super far. Like they could have got six, seven blocks at most. And then she would have had to dump the bike. So she can't be much more than, you know, they're probably within a mile of where you guys are right now. Just your natural kind of instinct is going to tell you that. Uh, Vanessa, this is a shitty part of town. That's all you get. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> I, think so we, I, did hit, I did hit the bike with a good shot. Maybe we should look for fluids that are left over from the bike, maybe tracing it back. There's already some on the ground. As Keith kind of like looks behind him and goes, guys, come on. So Keith takes off following this, this, I mean, honestly, way too obvious fucking path. Like these guys, this was not how the criminals could have planned it, as you guys would probably. Um, probably Do I see any get. other tire marks or no matter hovering? Just yeah, the bikes kind of are hovering. Like you see kind of displaced like dirt. You can tell bikes have sped through here. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, you got a 23 on your investigation. So there's like a lot of people who are looking kind of like shocked and scared around, um, you know, because it's still yeah. busy kind of lower and, you know, lower city. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to start just walking and I kind of bring in my puppet, which probably passes you two. And it's it looks like a wolf, but made out of wooden metal. As it just gets wrapped around my back again. So Vanessa and Robin, you guys see this fucking monster puppet literally jump on to Keith's back. Oh, what? What the hell is that thing? Whoa, where'd that thing come from? Been here the entire time, guys. It, it didn't move before. Uh, I'm a monster hunter that I use a puppet to kill. Why is it so. snarling at me? Why are you being s- <laughs> Never mind. You know what? It's okay. It's not important. Uh, uh, it's really early in the morning, and I just want this done and get paid. Okay. Great. I want to I wanna just find my friend and get the hell away from everything here. It's not that bad here. It's kind of bad here. Yeah. Uh, it was my home at one point. So... Jimmy, roll a perception check. Or Robin, roll a perception check. I think you guys have rolled five nat 20s so far. Rolls Um, on point. Good thing all of them are for very story-based checks. So I can give you information. Uh, Uh, When we start getting combat, then we'll start rolling the natural ones. Robin, (laughs) you see the tabaxi man, the young like cat person, um, who you helped out, and he's kind of staring down one of the alleys, um, sort of in the direction that the fluid has been leading you. What are you doing here? Are you okay? Yeah, I, I'm fine. I was, I was, I was following. Well, I mean, after when people, too many people started coming around, I figured it was time to kind of close up shop, and I started heading home. Um, then I heard, you know. Not really an explosion, but like a loud boom and motorcycles coming through. I uh, so I followed them a little bit, but I, I you know, I kind of I, I don't know if I've, I know where they're going. 
but they pulled off up ahead into into an alley. Uh, you can kind of see that the fluid uh, Keith is kind of tracking the fluid from the motorcycle that is leading that way. Um, but you know, I'm I'm gonna guess they ditched the bikes. I don't know where they went after that. Uh, can I roll a perception check on this guy? Yeah, go ahead. Figures. I mean, there's not much to perceive. He's a he's a young, you know, trying to make an honest living kid in um, you know a shitty part of town. Uh, he's he's probably telling you the truth. He uh, he coughs into his hand. He says, <coughs> "You know, I don't I don't know much, but if they if they had to dish the bike, they probably went into the into the burrows. Uh, that's where a lot of kind of you know the nasty guys hang out." down in the burrows so um uh, i should probably get home i've probably said too much already and he kind of skitters off scurries off you know he's like a scared like you know probably 22 year old kid um i find it odd that he scurried left but he does have good information probably vanessa you you kind of saw the interaction if you would like to roll any sort of checks on yes i would also like to roll a Perception. Insight. Insight? Yeah, insight, right? Okay. Seven. <laughs> he was probably just a scared kid. Had nothing to do with anything. Okay. Probably too far well, away, huh? Yeah, so you were you were following the... I'm probably the down floor. in the alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vanessa, you and, you and Keith see... Um, or you and Robin see Keith starting to head down this alley. As we head back to Mongo... Um, cue with this young girl on his, you know, draped over his motorcycle, kind of pulls into a garage of this abandoned warehouse type looking thing. It's, uh, you know, it's not pretty. It's like a standard bandit hideout, right? Um, and you, you know, pull in behind him with this this tiefling woman on your, on the back of your bike. He's like, all right, heads. <laughs> I you know, I wasn't sure going in. We pulled it off. Now we gotta fucking get this bitch inside. And he kind of throws the passed out young girl at you, Mongo. Um, and it's like, we'll uh, we'll make the call and we'll get fucking paid. All right. Uh, what are we doing with her? We're gonna make the call and find out, and then we'll we'll get paid. We just, but we can't have uh daughter who's you know her face is probably all over the news already they're fast around here uh so we got to get her you know hidden let's 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 go now as uh he and h start walking or q starts walking into the the warehouse h is still behind you well pick her up throw over my shoulder and follow all right so q walks in to this warehouse h and you follow behind him uh and he says Gentlemen, ladies, uh, species without genders, we fucking did it. Everybody did a great job. Mongo rode away, did phenomenal, didn't let anybody get through behind us. Uh, H handled the bike and had a perfect throw on the fucking wonderful sleep grenade that our fucking benefactor hooked us up with. And we have performed probably the biggest kidnapping in the history of this fucking city. All right. Let's have beers are in the cooler. Fucking knock yourselves out. Not literally yet. And uh, I'll make a call as uh, Mongo. You kind of carry 
Carrie-Anne, who's like passed out, uh, you know, kind of waking up a little bit. Um, H comes over, ties her hands together because the sleep spell is going to wear off here soon. Um, as Q kind of walks over to pick up a slate and starts dialing a number. While you're in this, you know, criminal infested warehouse, how about you give me a perception check? You guys are rolling really good. I hope this does not like inverse when you uh go into battle. <laughs> go into battle. I mean it will, you know, this is idiots rolling dice, so Yeah. So with a twenty, not with a dirty twenty on your perception, you can see that with Q and H included, there are five bandits, dangerous looking fuckers, um in uh in this uh in this base. Um they are, you know, they're, you know, unsavory folk. All kind of have their, like, scimitars or swords. All, you know, they're just fuckers. Fucking bandits. Right? You know, criminals. This kind of... You've seen this kind of thing before. Um, there, There's chains. There's plenty of, like, tools around the ground. There's cover with all, like, these posts and couches. Fire burning as... Uh, as Carrie Ann, the young girl you've helped in kidnapping, uh, starts to starts to wake up, uh, she says, "What? What happened? What happened?" Um, and H has kind of walked away. You're basically the only one within earshot of her right now. Oh my god, she's you know groggy, um, and she you know looks up at you with these sad puppy dog eyes. I'm going to make sure that. We keep you safe until everything that has to go down goes down. That's, uh, really, uh, sounds really great. Uh, I can, I seem like I'm really going to be able to trust you based off, uh, you know, very clearly a, a, we what's we a weaponized <laughs> sleep grenade uh, that has attacked me and my posse. Uh, is everybody else dead? Am I the only one who lived? Is everything okay? I mean, okay, not okay. Let's be real. It's not okay. Uh, you know, she is this genius level child, which you're starting to pick up on. Um, she's like, you know who I am, don't you? I'm kind of piecing that together. So you realize that uh, if uh, if my father catches you guys, you're you're all gonna die. Uh, I was just a oh, getaway driver. I, all I did was hit a button. That's not gonna matter. But okay, um, we go back to our, our hunting party, essentially. Um, you have tracked this you know, fluid to this alley, and you they clearly ditched the damaged bike. You can kind of see it bent over, but it's just, you, know, you can investigate it. There's not really going to be anything that could give you information of where they went. It's a standard shitty criminal motorcycle um however as you're coming to this dead end uh everybody make investigation checks vanessa vanessa keith and robin make investigation checks oh, wow that one oh my god <laughs> 17 well so to vanessa and robin hoodie because robin hoodie got a six uh this is a dank sketchy alley 
however, Robin, you just had your conversation with Rufa, who was the young tabaxi man who um, you interacted with, and Vanessa, you were you overheard most of it, and you heard him say something about the burrows, uh, which Jimmy or Robin Hoodie, as having have lived here, would know is the sketchiest, like the sketchy like run of warehouses, not too far from where you guys are now. Uh, Keith, you would also know the boroughs kind of by name, not necessarily like location or super well. Um, but you can see kind of like displaced earth from where another motorcycle has driven towards, um, kind of a very rundown bunch of warehouses. I, uh, I look at them and go, guys, we got more tracks. Where are they going? To the boroughs. Okay, where, how are we supposed to find them? Anything about the burrows, by the way. How are we supposed to find them in a place called the burrows? The hell is that anyway? It's a bunch of sketchy ass warehouses. Oh, well, that's promising. Sounds fun. Sounds like a nice place. It's actually kind of comfy. I think you're both lying. (laughs) Keith just starts walking and starts following the dust. (laughs) I just laugh. Look at it. I just got this rich girl attitude (laughs) yeah um so you start following what you can make out of the tracks and what you know from uh your your conversations and just piecing things together and you're heading towards these these warehouses they're mostly abandoned you see like some hobos some drunks people that look a lot like keith at you know 11 hey. o'clock in the morning. Uh, what, I know any of them? Like, not... You might know. Roll a luck like check. Maybe, like, Roll maybe they're, check. like, one of my informants when I'm bounty yeah. hunting. Yeah. 17? 17. <laughs> so there's a guy. He, uh... He's very twitchy-looking. Um, just human, right? He's just, like, a twitchy-looking human with, uh... He's, like, scratching himself. <laughs> You know, scratching his neck, pulling at his collar a lot. Um, you know, kind of posted up against a wall. Um, he's got like a pack at his feet of clothes and stuff. Uh, who you would know as your informant, Chuck. Uh, Keith walks up and squats next to him and kind of goes, Chuck? Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good. You back on that stuff again or not? I actually know. I'm just, uh, this really makes me blend in with the fucking crowd. Are you sure? Because last time we talked, I remember telling you not to take that shit anymore, dude. Roll a insight check. (laughs) That's what he He's definitely taking drugs. (laughs) Chuck, how am I going to keep paying you and you're going to keep spending your money, man? We talked about this. Let's be let's be real, Keith. It's kind of the vicious cycle that we're kind of placed into. I mean, this town's fucking going to shit. The only way I have to escape is by fucking doing drugs. Come work with me, man. I've offered you like four times. Look, I I, I don't know. I like I I kind of Keith. You you know too many cops. I'm just gonna be honest. You know too many cops. He's very scratchy, right? Um, <laughs> I, I can't, can't be around. Can't be around that many cops, man. <laughs> what do you want? I what are you waiting here for? Like once a week when I bring someone in. Uh, it's, just, it's too many times, Keith. 
What do you what do you want to know? Why are you here? What do you need? Uh you see anyone pass through, Chuck, their boy? There's lots of people that pass through, Keith. You gotta be a little more specific than that. On motorcycles, dumbass. Okay, yeah. Well there's a there's been this new new gang. They hang around in uh warehouse six. And he kind of like motions. Oh, first time he stopped scratching since you started talking to him. Um, <laughs> oh, not warehouse six. Not, not please. No, not warehouse six. I mean, I get it's a little more rundown than the rest of them, but like, I, it's it's fine. It's all it's right, Chuck. Keith, Keith just slaps him in the face a little bit, kind of like pretty hard a little bit. Just be like, just make him shut up. Shut up. What? Why? You could have just asked me to slow down. Thanks, Chuck. Bye, Chuck. I'll be in touch. Okay. Is he okay? I'm, can I pass him something just to go like sober up? Now, what do you pass him? Like, I don't know, some kind of like. You still have the apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the apple. I'm like, <laughs> here, bud, take this. You think you might need this for later? He bites into the apple, big crunch. Um, and he's pay like, it, but pay it forward. The only thing I ask. Ah. Uh, don't, I just paid it forward by giving you information, but like, all right, that's fine. Bye, Chuck. Yeah, Keith, I'll see you around. Um, I turn and... to Keith, looking at him, going, "What the? How the hell do you know him?" I get information when I'm bounty hunting out, grabbing some bad people. Is he trustworthy? Yeah, I mean, he does drugs like every time I see him, but he's not going to tell anyone we're here. And he actually gives me, like, good information. So that's what you do? You hunt down bad guys? Yeah. Pretty much. But you hang out here? Or? I don't hang out in the worst part of town. I hang out where you guys got ambushed. Oh, okay. So... Which is, you know, comparatively better than this, but still not a great part of town. <laughs> <laughs> Which Keith totally thinks, like, the nicest part of town, by the way. <laughs> there's, a bank, there's like a little main street strip market like it's it's really nice it's like it's the amazing place ever like he's been like it's his family house is probably near like the richer part of like of the utopia mm -hmm. but like ever since he was a kid he was alone in down here so like moving up to like where you guys where, where the captain is is like better than anything <laughs> So, as you guys are heading towards Warehouse 6, which you'd have, you know, just a base knowledge from your experiences in Lower Utopia, um, inside Warehouse 6 is Mongo. As uh, Q's over on the phone, you can't really hear what he's saying. Um, he's like, all right, I'll, uh, I'll take care of this and uh, send you proof, and then uh, you send us the money we fucking need, and we'll all be Gucci, all right? Hangs up the phone on him. He's like... Everybody, oh, this is a great day for uh, all of us. Um, we've uh, we've been successful. Basically, we're gonna get paid. We're gonna get paid ten million fucking credits. All right, this is I. Mean, this is big, big fucking heist, right? Um, kidnapped a girl. It's great. Gonna be really sad. I'm sure touching um, her dad, some fucking politician, will give us amazing heartfelt speech. Uh, Mongo, if you could shoot her in the fucking head, we'll uh, be on Excuse our way. Me? I, I shoot her in the fucking head. We're gonna kill her. That Hello? was that was. I didn't sign up for killing this girl. She like he looks at you, sad puppy dog eyes. This this young young woman who you've seen. 
you've seen around. So don't, don't, don't kill me. Uh, this is all right. So that's gonna be a problem going forward. You're supposed to be this ruthless fucking killer, and like all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, I can't kill a fucking kid. It's like, oh my god, just you have that goddamn crossbow, just taking out shooter in the head, and pull your sword. I don't, I don't care. Or well, if you can't do it, uh, H. I guess you are part of the heist. You get the honors. So you know, give Mongo his little initiation, but you uh, you do it. So H, this teething woman, stands up from know a table 30 feet away in the corner um as uh uh manga roll me a perception check you're in the middle of this warehouse you know there's this like young girl who's tied up is like on a couch and very clearly this bandit group you're in who i mean is ruthless and have no qualms about killing a kid uh, they have started to turn on you. Uh, as this is happening, as H has pulled, started has started reaching for her pistol to pull out a gun. Our uh, investigators pull up the outside of warehouse six. You see like a big metal garage door, um, kind of some like cracked walls, and then just like a standard fucking like wooden door on the outside of the warehouse. What do you guys do? So is this cracked wall like big enough for somebody to go into? Um, your puppet is smaller than you, right? It by a tiny bit, but I can always like put a uh, piece it back together and put it back together. Uh, Vanessa, your relative size, like how tall are you and shit? Uh, about five five and skinny build. I imagine you're bigger than that, Keith, and both both Keith and Robin, you guys are both bigger than that. Yeah. So Vanessa could probably, like, dive through this crack. Um, okay. You guys could not fit through it, but it is a crack in the wall that you could maybe peek through. Okay. And then uh, there's, like, a garage door that's, like, a little open and just, like, a normal fucking door. Uh, <laughs> that's really stupid. Maybe... Can I... Go ahead, Daisy. No, no, you go ahead. Can I send my puppet through the door? Because I can see and hear and speak through it. You are totally allowed to do that. Uh, I'm going to kind of like... So my puppet's going to get off my back. It's going to turn into like a wolf now. And slowly make its way to the door and kind of like use its nose to just open it a tiny bit more so it can sneak uh, in. Give me a stealth check for your puppet. Be a... It has my stats, so... Um, stealth plus... 16? Uh, perception is intelligence. So nobody inside sees you. Um, is anybody like peeking through the crack in the wall? Yeah, I'll I'll peek through the crack in the wall. All right, give me a perception check, Vanessa. Yeah, I'm doing the same. All right, both of you, give me a perception check. Oh, I mean, are you twenty? All right, so we have another natural twenty. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa, you're kind of getting pushed out of the way by this bigger kind of other you know your human um, guy uh, okay. as he looks in he sees to him what looks like six bad guys and carrie ann vix is tied up on a couch and it looks like some harm is about to happen um so as inside as you guys can see this h for mongo you would know this but to you guys it would just be this tiefling woman is pulling out her gun drawing it 
and is uh, starting to do the gangster style shot towards I... towards the couch where Carrie Ann is. Um, can I can I take that jump through the the crack in the wall? Acrobatic. Give me an, ac- give me an acrobatics check. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> so you like start to dive through this crack in the wall. Uh, you do not make it cleanly. You okay. catch your foot on like some fucking rebar and something and splat hit your fucking like you, you, you hit the ground not hard enough to like do any damage but you very clearly draw all the attention to yourself. Uh, uh, Robin, uh, just outside that same crack, uh, roll a stealth check, Robin. Uh, oh, oh, oh. You shouldn't have an armor penalty because you have... Uh, What's his armor? Oh, it does give... He has chainmail. It does give... Uh, roll... Just roll a d20 for me. Uh, so you get a 9 stealth. As they get... Dis- as all the ba- bandits in here get distracted by seeing this fucking half-elven woman just jump through this crack in the wall and fall flat on her face, they also see a human man through that crack in the wall staring in and seeing what the fuck's happening. Can uh, I at that moment send the wolf at the person holding the gun? Everybody roll initiative. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Including me? Oh yeah. Including you, Mongo. Oh, god damn it. Here we go. We're off to a great start. Uh, I got a 15 um, I'll just enter it. Oh, damn it. I don't get the second roll this time. Oh, no. Get all 20s and 19s through our checks, but when we go to start <laughs> fighting. All right. So, since you stealthed, uh, Keith, you do get a surprise round with your wolf since you were successful yeah. on your stealth check. So H is the woman holding the gun is very near the the door. Um, okay. Where like how far would you say? In, within a single movement. So basically, how it's laid out, as everybody has kind of seen into the thing, up on like kind of a lofted ledge is Q, this guy who looks very shocked. Um, a little roughly fifteen feet to where Vanessa fell, and to the left is this big half-orc guy who, to all you guys know, is part of the bandits. Right in front of him is Carrion on the couch. And in relatively close proximity, roughly 10 feet past them, is the other three bandits who pop into the combat tracker now. Um, Keith's wolf is at the door, who is right next to H, like within five feet. Um, Vanessa has plopped inside on the ground, but is like ready and active from like a, you know, combat pose. Robin Hoodie is outside looking into this crack, something you could definitely shoot through. And Mongo is standing in kind of the middle of all this. But, uh, so I'm going to send the wolf at H with a bite attack, I would say. Okay. Um, you try to bite her arm. It's like maybe drop the gun. Okay. It's gonna be a that's a it's gonna be a sixteen. Sixteen hits. Dope. One d eight. That's really bad damage. Uh, health constitution is <laughs> seven damage. So she takes seven damage, and that's all you get in your surprise round. Um, 
she fumbles with the gun. She doesn't drop it. Um, but next it is H's turn who, instead of shooting the, uh, uh, you know, instead of pulling your gun on her original target is just going to whip out her sword and slash at this fucking wolf that just jumped in and bit her ass. <laughs> her first attack is a 14 to hit the wolf. Hits. Hits. All right. So she does 1d6 plus 1. Uh, so she does 3 damage to the wolf on the first attack. Her second attack with her sword is a... Uh, she misses on her second attack. Um so she fucking smacks the wolf for three damage. And next up is how do I pass? Uh wait. Next up is Keith again. So I'm just gonna go for the neck with the wolf. There we go. It's gonna be a fifteen plus it's gonna be like over a twenty. Yeah, you hit her. She's wearing like standard kind of like raggedy bandit clothes. That's going to be uh, eight damage. Okay. She does not look happy about what's happening uh, right now. Is that your only attack? Yeah, that's all I can do. All right, so next up is going to be Bandit 3. He is roughly 15 feet from Mongo, who he knows has just uh, decided to turn on them. And he's going to pull out a little pistol and shoot for Mongo. Uh, your AC is what's your AC uh, play? Uh, 16. 16. Uh, so he misses with his crossbow, meaning it's your turn. You have to your right on the ground, a little behind you, is some fucking girl who just jumped through a wall. Uh, a little farther to your right is a is H, who was very clearly going to shoot you, but she is having a very hard time with this wolf. And then you have three bandits kind of all 15, 10, 15-ish in, uh, feet in front of you. And then um, Q is up on the, like a loft, probably 20 or 30 feet away from you. All right. Well, since I told this girl that I was going to make sure she would stay safe and H is the one that's going for her, or was tasked to go after her, I'm going to pull my crossbow and go after H. All right. So you can roll your um, attack on her name in the combat tracker if you want. Uh, you're going to hit her. Um, so roll your damage on her again. One. <laughs> so play. You pull your crossbow out. Mongo. You fire it at H. And how do you finish her? Oh, I finish her? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Make it gross, play. She got fucked up. She got like fucked up. You, you just see gonna... this wolf come out of nowhere and just mangle her. Pull my crossbow out, aim dead at her face, and shoot her right in the left eye. Oh. It's like one of your god kills with your crossbow. Crossbow bolt. You know, you, Mongo, most everybody else is using some form of like laser gun in this futuristic cyberpunk world. Mongo. With uh, your flair for the theatrics, pulls out a crossbow, shoots her right through the left eye, and H, who is this kind of badass-looking rogue chick, has just been murdered right in front of you as she falls to the ground. Uh, and next up, it is another one of the bandits. 
um, who is probably now a little freaked out, a little freaked out. He leaps over the couch, um, which he does and charges at you, Mongo. Um, and he is going to attack you. He rolls a natural one, so he fails. And he just like he leaps over this couch. It looks really cool. Uh, then he catches his foot on the fucking coffee table and just falls like flat on the ground right in front of you. And it is uh, Robin Hoodie's turn. So Robin, you are outside looking through this crack in the wall. You see a whole bunch of people in. One chick just got a fucking crossbow bolt through her eye. It was really icky. Uh, what do you do? You could probably now that you don't have to be stealthy, you could probably get through the crack or you could go to like the door or you could just shoot because you, your specialty is uh, with your special fucking magic rifle. Which I forgot to introduce at the beginning. Well, anyway, yeah. I will pull out my magical laser rifle that was handed down to me from my father. Very, very powerful one. And I take a shot at bandit was three that went after Mongo just to make sure he doesn't go down. All right. Do it up. I got to fix that. Um, what's that? Uh, D20? Yeah. So you roll a D20. And for you, it's plus six since you have a dope fucking. Yeah. A 24 is going to hit the fucking bandit. Uh, <laughs> roll your damage. Nine damage to bandit three. Uh, he is very upset about what just happened. Uh, it goes to bandit one's turn. Um, he ducks behind the couch, kind of slides forward, um, like really cool combat slide. Like you do an apex. Uh, and as he's, he like pops up out of cover and shoots his crossbow or shoots his pistol at Mongo as well. Cause you know, Mongo's right in the mix of all these things. And he crits on Mongo. Um, rolls a natural 20 to hit. Uh, but he doesn't do that much damage. He does six total damage to our big beefy boy, Mongo. Um, as you, as this guy slides over this couch and just fucking blasts you with a pistol as he's sliding up to it, hitting you in the, in the shoulder, your left shoulder. And you're like, oh, oh. And so on the ground, after just totally beefing, jumping into a, a wall, um, uh, Vanessa Halen, it is your turn. You can get up with half your movement, so you don't have to worry about taking an action or anything. Um, but you have one, two bandits right in front of this big half-orc guy who, you guys, who you're seeing other people are attacking, so you're probably good with him. One bandit is kind of behind cover behind this couch and then there's a guy who looks just really fucking shocked at the uh kind of at this on this lofted kind of area um but he's real far away from you right now okay i would probably go for the guy by the couch which was what two uh that's bandit one okay so i am gonna use did we did we really did we decide on a distinction of my weapon because it was kind of like a lasery so yeah you have like this kind of laser like bow caster essentially uh okay. it's it's the same as like a laser rifle um it's it's i mean it's fucking cool it looks cool you look like oh, yeah. 
but like a hot young elf chick. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, that's what I'm going to use. I'm going to use. Uh... Yay, 17. 17 is going to hit him. Um, he he was trying to hide behind this couch, but since he popped up and attacked, he didn't really get back into cover fast enough. Uh, so you hit him, roll your damage. Seven damage. Boom. He takes I mean, he takes seven damage, and he's he's unhappy about it. Um, <laughs> would you like to move anywhere or anything? Uh, I feel like I want I want to move towards Carrie Ann now that I can actually see her. All right, so you move closer to Carrie Ann and Mongo. Um, you can get all the way there, or you can get like, yeah, you can get basically all the way there. Okay. Uh, to where they are. So you're next to this big half orc, which you don't really know you can trust. Um, but but he yeah. hasn't shot at us yet, so but he has not. He's only shot at the bad guys, and they're attacking him too. So we head to Q, who is just completely fucking shocked. He drops his little crystal phone thing. He's like, "What the goddamn fuck?" And he starts sprinting towards the door or towards H's body. Um, where she just died and he um can he's not quite to where your wolf is keith um but he's going to pull out a he doesn't have he's going to throw a dagger at um at your wolf uh does a 17 hit definitely hits all right it's just a little thrown dagger so it's not that much uh, and he only does he does four damage to your wolf, and he is like he is fucking unhappy. Uh, and it now goes to back up to Keith. Your turn. You, Keith, yourself are still outside of the door. Um, you have your wolf inside, who's like ten, fifteen feet from this bandit leader guy. Um, I uh, I'm actually gonna peek inside the door. And cast chromatic orb. Okay, tell me chromatic orb. Uh, four inch diameter spear of energy. It's either I can choose between acid, cold fire, lightning, poison, or thunder. I'm thinking I'm gonna choose poison because he's just like a regular human, right? Yeah. He's making an attack roll for it. Does a 14 hit? 14 does not hit. Damn. <laughs> so you just see this orb fly by. You just, just what the fuck? My God, this is not. This has been bad. Okay, uh, this was. I knew this was going to be fucking well. Come on, Q. As he looks down at H, who was like very clearly his girlfriend, it's like ah, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to do. Wait, to look on the actual character. Shit. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm just gonna move my wolf a little bit closer to him. Okay. Uh. So Bandit 3, who I believe was the guy who ran up, or he stayed behind the couch. He tried shooting you from distance, Mongo. Um, he's going to turn his attention towards uh, young Vanessa Halen. And he's just going to try to shoot his crossbow. He's like, I don't really know what's going on here. I was just hired onto this shit. Fuck. Uh, he rolls a 13. What's your armor? My AC. 13. Uh, so then he does hit. Yep, hit. Okay. This could be bad for you. He, he does three damage to you. Okay. Well, so not that bad. 
it's, it's not great. Uh, and he's just, he like kind of moves a little bit, but he's not, he's just like, he's a dumb fucking criminal. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, and which brings us to Mongo. So Mongo, you have one guy who is on the ground, tripped and fell in front of you. You will have advantage on attacks against him. If you choose to attack him, uh, one guy who's kind of been shooting crossbow bolts at you guys from afar. And one dude who just got shot, who's kind of covering behind the couch. What do you want to do? <laughs> Which bandit is the one that jumped over the couch and face planted in front of me? That's Bandit Two. Bandit Two face planted right in front of you. Okay, so that is who I'm going to go after. Okay, but for him, he's close enough for me to use my sword, right? So you have your, you have a long sword, and if you attack him, you attack him with advantage with your long sword. Uh, how do I attack with Which, advantage? So you roll twice, and then you take the higher one, whichever one it is. Okay, we said that's Bandit Two. Yes. I'm roll again to see if you crit. All right. So 15, a 12, and a 15. Either one would hit the bandit. Um, so you can roll 1d8 plus 4 on of damage on the bandit, bandit 2. Do 8 damage to him. That's very good. Um, bandit 2 is like, oh, fuck. You just stab him. He gets up, and he takes his... As it's his turn now, he attacks at you, Mongo. Uh, he rolls a 21 to hit, Oof. which does. It's a, a pretty good little hit for him. Uh, he does six damage to you. So he gets up from ground after you stab him, stab him in the back of the shoulder, and he slashes you across the chest with, your, with his scimitar. He's like, that, you don't betray Q, man. You don't do that. Uh, which brings us to Robin Hoodie's turn. So you're seeing three bandits in front of Vanessa and this big half-orc who they very clearly don't like. Uh, this guy who looks like the leader um, over by Keith's puppet. And you are still outside. But I think within range of probably everybody except for the leader. Everybody but the leader? So I'm going to try and finish off Bandit 3 by taking a pox shot at his head. Okay. And 11 misses. Uh, would you, you could use... Oh, no, those are full actions. You don't have a, you don't have a spell to use as a bonus action. Um, unfortunately. So that brings us to Bandit 1's turn. Bandit 1 was the guy who was hiding behind the couch. Um... He pops up again, and uh, you can hear Q, who is, like, panicked. He's like, fuck, I need some help over here! And Bandit 1 starts coming over to the wolf, and he's going to take a, a shot at, the, at Keith's wolf. Uh, he is rolling a 18 to hit. Definitely fucking hits. Jesus. Uh, only for three damage, though. I... And so Vanessa, you are right next to Mongo, this big fucking half work guy. Uh, you have one bandit who's pretty hurt right in front of you. Um, you have one bandit within shooting range running towards Keith's wolf and leader, and another bandit taking pot shots at you guys from a little behind the couch. Uh... No, I feel like we need to just kill these guys, so maybe I'll just go... I think I'll just go for the guy that seems the most hurt. 
that's one, right? Yeah. Uh, one was uh, yes, one who was the guy who just started running for Q and Keith's wolf. Okay, I'm gonna take a shot at him. Nineteen, 19 hits. Definitely hits. Uh for seven damage. How do you want to kill this fucking bandit? Fuck yeah. So I'm gonna take a look down my scope, aim right for the center of his head, and take a nice quick shot. Boom, you fucking your rifle, this magic rifle that was gifted to you by one of this your dad's security guards who kind of taught you a whole bunch of stuff about shooting. You blast this guy's fucking head off. He just completely eviscerated, falls to the floor. Um, nice. Brings us to Q's turn. Uh, Q is a little fucking... Poor Q is like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> this has not gone my way since I got fucking back here. Honestly, I should have killed Mongo. The people are like, ah, oh, we shouldn't fucking trust him. If I just killed him back when we fucking got done, got rid of what we done, he, we would have been fine. So he's going to take... He is going to take two attacks at Keith's wolf, since that is immediately blocking his way um, from escaping right now. First one is going to be a 15 to hit. Hit. And that's eight damage to your wolf. Uh, second attack is only going to be a 14 to hit. So hits. <laughs> Oh, I thought you had... Well, this one's with a dagger, so it's less damage. I mean, his... the My wolf uh, and the little puppet and his AC is only 13, so... Oh, uh, I thought it was 14 or 15. Nah. Uh, he so doesn't he wear only, any armor. Yeah, he so. only does... He does four damage on his second attack. <laughs> wolf is down. So your little puppet, he slashes <laughs> into it with a scimitar and then stabs it with a dagger and it just like falls to the ground, completely lifeless. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, and he starts running so towards the money. door, uh, just the door, which you are on the other side of. Um, yeah. Come so he, he runs towards the door, and he's, he's not quite there yet. Um, as we go up to your turn, Keith, what would you like to do with your turn? <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to open the door all the way now because last time I just kind of peeked in. Uh -huh. And I'm just going to say, you ain't getting anywhere there, boy. Sorry. And cast Firebolt. All right. Nice. Fucking English accent ass. I don't fucking make fun of my accent there, chump. <laughs> um, <laughs> make a range attack spell. It's going to be a 18. That hits. 1d10 of fire damage, 8 plus my charisma modifier, which is 4 modifier. damage. So you blast you for 12 damage. Fucking, this is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Guys, fucking get them. Uh, as it goes to Bandit 3's turn, he's the guy who's kind of like hanging back, taking pot shots. Uh, he doesn't really know what to do, so he's going to shoot at uh, Vanessa. He's rolling really well. He rolls a 20. God damn it. Uh, to hit Vanessa for eight damage. Ow. Blasts you with his pistol. Just laser beam goes right into ah. you. Um, 
which brings us to mm. Mongo. Mongo, you have this one bandit who just fucked you up by cutting you across the chest, who's right in front of you, and then another guy who just shot this young elven woman who's standing right next to you. Um, I'm gonna go after Bandit Two again. Okay. <laughs> that was teetering on a natural one. <laughs> yes. So it was. yes, you hit Bandit Two. There's the one. <laughs> and you, Bandit Two, right in front of you, gets up. He just he stands up. He cuts you across the chest when he stands up with his little scimitar thing. You lean back with your sword, and how do you kill him? I step back and just run him straight through with my longsword. Boom. So you stab him. It goes into his ass. That's the sound it makes when you stab someone. Trust me. Um, And he is dead. He falls dead in front of you guys. Um, You still have movement if you'd like to get closer to either the bandit that's on the other side of the couch or to Q on the other side of the like warehouse. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm going to go towards Q. Okay. That sounds good to me. So you, he's like 50 ish feet from you right now. Your speed is 30. 30. So you can, you can get to about 20 feet from him. So you could like get right up into his business next turn with your sword and you're well within shooting range. Uh, that brings us to Monsieur hoodie. So you have bandit three, who's kind of taking pot shots, people from over the couch. He is within distance of your, your rifle. And then Q is probably at the very, probably within distance at this point, he's moved around a little bit fighting the wolf, um, but is farther away. Um, so you have Bandit 3 and Q. You can also move. You can also cast spells. Um, hey, so. I, I've already thought about it through my last move. I think I need to heal Vanessa. Okay. So you have Cure Wounds. That is a touch. So you can just, like, get through this little, um, like, crack in the wall and, um, like, get to her. But you'd have to touch her, basically. So I can just push my way through the crack, barely enough just to touch your leg. Perfect. Um, D- so what? you roll 1d8 plus your... What is your spellcasting ability modifier? For rangers, I think. That's oh, no. Better. Well, he, he actually can just roll the straight action. So he heals the Vanessa for two damage, or for two health. Yeah. So right, yeah. it's better than nothing. Uh, that's all you can do this turn because uh, yeah, casting a spell is a full action. Um, which brings us to Vanessa as the next guy's dead. So you have this one bandit who's pretty fucked up, Vanessa, on the other side of the couch from you. And then you have the the guy who appeared to be the leader uh, on the other side of the, the warehouse. You can hit him with your ranged weapon from where you are, or you could just fuck up the guy who's right in front of you. <coughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm going to just kill this guy that's here, and then I'll be right next to Carrie Ann after that. Okay. All right. Uh, do I want to stab him, or do I want to shoot him? Um, Burn his fucking head off. Yeah, that's a Whoa, good idea. Let's do that. Oh, God damn it, I missed. 
Uh, so one thing you can do, since you are a ranged fighter, is you do have second wind, so you can roll a d10 plus your plus two, essentially, and heal that if you would like. Mm, true. All right. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because we're gonna take we'll take a rest afterwards. Um. Okay. So d10. Yes. Ten. So you heal twelve damage. You are back to full. Hell you, yeah. You've got Carrie Ann here on the couch right in front of you. Um, you know, still dangerous as there's a guy shooting at you uh, from like beyond her and you know, fucking bad dude on the other side. Um, as it as it becomes Q's turn again, he's like, "Well, I think the tide is fucking turning," um, and he is just going to try and run to the other side of the where he's basically going to run far away from you guys as far as he can. Mm. Uh, but he's not, he doesn't take an attack of opportunity yet, but he runs kind of up onto the loft. Uh, there's not really a ton of other exits, but you don't know if he could make one or something on his next turn. Uh, is he going to try and be grievous? Uh, he's yeah, going to run know. away, <laughs> which brings us to Keith. So Q okay. has ran about 30 feet away from you and he was already about yeah, 15 feet away from you. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to cast Firebolt again. Gets me my puppet's dead. Uh, it's gonna be a sixteen. Sixteen does hit him. Perfect. One d ten of damage. Where my d ten go? Uh, eight damage. For eight damage, he doesn't like it. Uh, brings us to the last living bandit who's just going to take a shot at Vanessa again, as she's the one who just shot at him. Uh, <coughs> let's use this dice this time. He crits on Vanessa. Um, okay. So he does eight, nine damage to Vanessa. So it's a right. very good thing you fucking healed. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he's just kind of like, oh, fuck, boss, I don't know. And he kind of starts you know, kind of jogging towards where Q is away from you guys. Um, which brings us to Mongo. You see Q who ran up onto this loft. You have this other archer dude who's about 30 feet from you, um, who's pretty fucked up. And Robin Hoodie and Vanessa are behind you. Keith is kind of messing around with other people. Um, who do you go after? I'm going to go after Q with the crossbow. Okay. Uh, let me see what the range on your crossbow is real quick. You miss anyway. Yeah, I missed anyway. Uh, I think crossbow is 120. No, yeah. 60. Yeah, 60 feet. Um, A longbow is 120. Yeah. And that brings us to Robin Hoodie. You have this one guy who's close to you with uh, just a pistol shooting at you guys who is really fucking hanging in there, I'm going to be totally honest, and then Q, who seemingly tried to run away. I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns on Q. All right, you have you have a longbow, essentially, so you he is within range of you. Um, so I, I will allow you on spells to make your attack and then decide whether or not you want to, like, use it with it. So you can make your attack roll, and if you miss, I won't, like, charge you the hail of thorns in the spell slot Whoops. oh wait is that a save I you have to make a, 
Yeah, so make a make a ranged attack on Q first. You have a 16, which is his AC, so you do hit him. He has to make a deck save of 11 against your Hail of Thorns. Uh, he beats it, um, so he takes okay, half, half damage from the Hail of Thorns, um, which is... So roll... So you do 10 damage on your bow attack, then roll on another d10. So you do 12 damage total to him as this laser bolt shoots from all the way across the warehouse, hits Q in the, the ass, basically. And these all these magic fucking bolts kind of just zap around him. He's like, ah, fuck, fuck, this is bad. This is very bad. And that brings us to Vanessa's turn. All right, uh... Is is okay? This guy ran away from us, so he's not right next to me anymore. He's not right next to you, but still within within range. range. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go for Bandit three again. Okay. Twenty one hits. Will hit him. Uh. Seven. Hell so, yeah. You take your laser rifle after nearly dying twice because you've gotten hit a lot. You take your laser rifle, get down on one knee scope in right over the couch, zap him, boom, his fucking head goes. Bandit 3 is gone. However, it is Q's turn. Q is running scared. He picks up a chair. He throws it at a window. And he shatters a window in the middle of this this giant warehouse. Uh, He looks over the corner, or the ledge. It's a... 30 foot drop down. He's like, oh, fuck. I really should have picked a better escape route out of here. Um, he turns around. He says, well, gents, I think, uh, I think, uh, I might just, uh, keep fucking running. He runs back out towards Keith where the door is. He has nowhere to go essentially. So he's just going to try to take a full dash action to get past Keith. As a reaction, Keith, I will let you make a athletics check to try and grapple him as he tries to sprint past you. Bet. He's going to do an opposed strength check. Uh, I got a 19. You got a 9. Um, so he's running, and you reach out and you trip him, take him down to the ground. He's on the ground right in front of you. He's like, ah, fucking Christ. So he's knocked prone. Keith is standing over him. You have advantage on melee attack rolls against him. What do you do? Uh, Do you think we need this guy for answers? Uh, You definitely fucking need me for answers. I I have so many answers. Uh, All the life's questions I have answers to. Trust me. (laughs) Can I just, like, sit on him? Just make a strength check just to sit on him? Yeah, you can make a grapple check on him. Yeah. He's prone, so you make it with advantage, and he makes it with disadvantage. Uh, it's going to be a 15. Yeah, he rolled a 2 and a 3, so you beat him. <laughs> you, sit on, you sit on this guy. Because um, I don't have yeah. any rope in my shit, so. So just you're just down. You're sitting on this guy. Mongo, Keith, this guy you don't know. is just this weird fucking guy that seemed to be controlling this wolf thing is sitting on Q who is kind of an asshole to you for being honest um and you are you know well within range to walk up and stab him or anything 
I'm going to shoot him in the knee just to keep him from running. You're not Mongo. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to kill him, but I just want to incapacitate him. Yeah. So basically just knock him out. All right, so you will make melee, you'll make melee attack rolls with advantage against him. Uh, so what do I roll? Just So roll your attack roll twice, and you take the higher one. You are swinging at Q, who's tied up under Keith, and he's just somehow rolling around, kind of fighting with, with Keith on the ground, just like, ha, you can't fucking hit me! You can't get me, bitch! Can't get me! Uh, and that's your turn. Robin, you have this incapacitated, this grappled, prone bandit leader on the ground. Um, you know, you can... I'm just, I'm, too close, I'm just too close to shoot him, so I'm just gonna take a whack at his leg with my short swords. You could not, based off where you were at, which was like at the opposite end of the warehouse, you could not melee him on this turn. Oh, okay. So can I just take a pox shot at his leg? Yes. You just, you do not roll with advantage on ranged attacks, but a 21 will still hit him. Okay. Could you just like maybe roll a little worse on him? <laughs> maybe not so. Uh. <laughs> So he takes he takes fourteen or twelve total damage from you as he is, you know, completely shot under this guy. It was a really good shot to not hit Keith, who was, you know, on top of him. Vanessa, kind of the same situation. You can't you one guy left in big trouble. You can't get up to stab him with your daggers yet, but you could shoot at him and move closer. All right. Well, then that's what I'm gonna do. Let's see. We don't want to kill him. Uh, I know. Wasn't aiming for his head. I mean, I don't have Fuck to aim for his that. head either. I'm gonna fucking get get you all. You're all fucking dead. I swear. You think the people who fucking hired me are gonna let you just walk away with uh, with their fucking prize? Or you could save our hostage. <laughs> it's not a prize. Also, an option. There's this. There's this like delirious young girl. Who has, you know, been drugged and beaten, thrown across and a motorcycle? We can take her rope off and put it on him. That's a great idea. Let me go handle that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over to Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann, are you, are you okay? Did they hurt you? <laughs> I mean, as much as being drugged and you know kidnapped can can hurt. So yeah, actually. Well. I just meant, like, is there, is there wounds anywhere? But, you know, emotional wounds I, I can't do anything about right this minute. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. You okay, good. You can All right, listen. Me. Yeah, I'm going to take it off you right now, and uh, we're going to tie this guy up and try and see if we can't figure out what's going on. Okay. Bonnie's okay, and she's waiting for us to bring you back to her. It'll be all right. Okay. okay. Hang tight. Hang tight. So I take the rope off of her and I toss it over to Robin to give to Keith. Okay. So Robin has the rope. Um, I'll say, so Q has a chance to get out of this grapple. Um, he's going to make an imposed strength check against you straight up. Uh, Keith, he rolls a nat one, so he fails. 
He has been beat up. Things have not gone his way since he got back home. He was like, man, I pulled off the sickest job ever. And I have then since got my ass completely kicked. And he's like, oh, trust me, you fucking need me a lot. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Fucking kill me. What she'll do to me is way, way better than what they'll fucking do to me if they find out. So just go ahead. Kill me, please. I fucking beg you. Can I do a straight up just intimidation check and just have my hand on fire? Like pretending to cast fireball a little bit? Since it's badass, yes. Just, and- just to make him shut up. <laughs> Yeah, and roll with advantage. <laughs> uh, 18 plus 8. <laughs> yeah, I think he's pretty fucking intimidated. He, like, Q is this tough, kind of ruthless, rowdy guy. Like, seriously, not 10 minutes ago, he had zero problem murdering a kid straight up. No pro, Like, he would have slept fine. He would have probably enjoyed it. Uh, and he is, like, pissing himself because he's like, oh, I'm fucking dead. I'm so fucking dead either way. I'm so dead. Just fucking do it already, please. Uh, which, I kind of put my hand closer to him just so it, like the sizzling kind of starts going. I'm okay, that's really, that's really fucking hot, man. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, you want to yeah. shut up real quick? How about that? I figured the only reason you guys kept me alive because you wanted Hush, 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 hush. He like fucking closes his mouth like really tight and rolls his eyes at you. <laughs> Uh, Keith kind of pats him on the face a little bit. Good boy. <laughs> uh, Mongo, that's your turn. Uh, you have this restrained cue underneath Keith. He's like pissing himself. He is not having a great time. Um, he's he's like, he's fucked up. He's not like going to die right away, but he is fucked up. So, uh, can I ask him questions then? Yeah. Who is they that you keep referring to? Fucking. Look, man, I, uh, like I said, if either way, I'm fucked, so I don't know how, like, motivated I am to give you guys answers. Oh, you know, what's, what, what the fuck's in it for me? My hand gets even closer. Okay, yeah, you know, like we said, death already, like, in the cards to me, so, like, this, this is, this is scary, don't get me wrong, I totally lost control and pissed myself, and now you have pee on your leg, haha, <laughs> fucking Europe pants, too. Uh, but... Like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to like offer me something to get me to actually fucking give up what's going on. Well, I'm sure this girl, if she's worth ten million credits dead, she's worth well more than that to somebody alive. I mean, yeah, but that's fucking. Uh, <laughs> you think I'm gonna be able to get any? You guys, like you guys, there's four of you looks like and you know she's that little girl she's probably fine she could like kick my head i don't know uh like you like i'm like they're not gonna there's no me walking out of here and getting money for her right so i don't know mongo (laughs) but it looks like this goose is fucking cooked is combat over by the way are we still in combat uh combat's over yeah you guys have you guys have restrained q he is fucked. He's not like he's not getting out at this point. Uh, since you got a natural one on his last strength check, he is you have him completely <laughs> down. You have a hand of fire at his neck. Mongo has a sword pointing at his head, and uh Robin and Vanessa are coming to tie his ass up. Perfect. So uh I pretty much when they get there, I get off of him as we tie him up. 
and I uh, kind of look at Mongo and go, hey, big boy, uh, what you doing there? Oh, thank God that fucking got off of me, that goddamn beer belly. He's so fucking fat. <laughs> I walk over and kick him in the face real quick. <laughs> Roll damage. What I say? What I say? Roll damage, please. Uh, one. Uh, yeah, he's he's still alive. He's like, oh, this, come on, you can't be fucking razzed. What are you, some kind of some kind of fucking idiot? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just start ignoring him. Look at Mongo. Uh, uh, Mongo, roll a history check if you would. So sixteen. You would know who Keith is. Keith is a bounty hunter. Um, he, you know, he wasn't coming here for you necessarily, but, uh, you guys would not have been on the same side before this. And I'm sure we would have crossed paths at least once in the past. Yeah. You guys have like a, you have a relative familiarity of like, he hasn't ever really had the opportunity to take you down. You don't really kill people if you don't have to. Um, he's, uh. Yeah, so you guys you guys know each other. Both of you are aware of what the other one is. I always wanted to catch you. Never could. Guess I was just too fast for you. No, you're just big. And I'm kind of scared <laughs> of you sometimes because like you're an orc. I'm just a tiefling. Doesn't help that you're uh, drunk 24, 24 hours a day. Hey, that was uncalled for, man. I mean, I gotta be honest, Keith. You know, it's not like you're not as subtle as you used to be. Now that you're stumbling out of the bar and then trying to go catch your prey, I, I don't need shit from you, there, Bucko. Uh, look who captured well, I already, you. I already pissed on you. Yeah, you didn't capture me one on one though. Uh, I'm the only one that hit you and tripped you. I mean, fucking, I was distracted and surprised. Doesn't count. Definitely does count, my dude. Sorry, but we're gonna take you back. Uh, we're not gonna kill you. No one's gonna kill you. I'll make sure of that. That's what you think. You guys uh, honestly think that somebody who would pay me ten million credits to kidnap a politician's daughter couldn't kill me in prison? Oh, I bet they could. I just don't care. My God. And Vanessa, you're tending to Carrie Ann. You kind of see her. She's like, who, who would want to kidnap me or hurt Bonnie? I, I don't know what's going on. This is obviously somebody who doesn't, who's against your father, because that's the only thing I can think of. Right, like, you know, this is kind of a skeevy city. Her father's running for essentially president. Uh, you know, you'd think maybe somebody would try to get him out, possibly. It's going to be people who don't want him to run, people who don't want him to be in charge, or, you know, people who want to try and scare him. And... Unfortunately, they saw us as a target. But how did they know where we were, were going to be? Someone's probably on the inside. <laughs> as I just walk past it, go get my wolf. <laughs> it's weird. I go be honest, man. Where'd you get that fucking wolf? That's a pretty beastly thing. Killed my girlfriend in like two fucking hits. Been handed down for generations. <laughs> wow. I'd love to get my hands on it. You kind of killed it. I mean, I did. Destroyed it. Yeah, it, was, it was still fucking cool. I'm not gonna die. It's cool. Uh, Pretty awesome, right? Yeah. So, I mean, let's be real. What do you What do you guys want? You guys want to fucking kill me? You want to torture me? You want to take me back? What's like What's going on? Taking you to prison, there, boy. All right. 
I think we need answers from them first. We'll get answers as we walk. Alright. You're a big boy. Uh, I'll vouch for you. Um, I'll tell the captain that we don't need to hunt you anymore because you helped us. Uh, we'll go our separate ways. How about that? Sounds good to me. But you guys are getting paid to bring her back, aren't you? Oh, yeah, we are. Well, count me in. Uh, no. Right. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna do like a lot of work on killing fucking my whole crew, and you guys are gonna cut him out of the reward. You were about to you, kill him. Seriously, you shut the hell up. <laughs> I told just... I told this girl that I would make sure that nothing happened to her. Carrie That's right. That's true. So, so far, <laughs> I've kept my he word. Did. That's his promise. Aww, he didn't. Okay. Want, he didn't. Want, he didn't... To marry with a heart of gold. He didn't kill me when he could have. Okay, well, then you deserve to have a reward, especially since this coward here couldn't do it for you. I was on the other side of the fucking warehouse. I would have shot her in the goddamn face if I was over there. Can I kick him? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Roll damage, d4 plus your strength. Oh, sorry. You're gonna, I mean, you're gonna hit. I didn't mean to roll that one. <laughs> Roll a d4. Four. Can I, can I just... Pistol whip him. Uh, my strength modifier is two, so six. Can we not kill him? Alright, so hold on. Uh, I'm just gonna kick him in the stomach, because I feel like. That's good. Um, Fuck him. I don't care. So you pistol whipped him, Robin Hoodie? Uh, roll it, right? Yeah, roll a d4 plus your strength modifier as well. We're gonna end up killing him. Alright. <laughs> Strength modifier plus three. He is strength modifier is plus three. Oh yep. god, Jim. You, you fucking kill him. <laughs> you guys had this man tied up. Only person with any knowledge of your of what possibly could I be told your you answer. Not to. And you guys just I... took out your weapons and started fucking abusing him in the middle of the factory. Listen, I kicked him. I didn't do it. I just wanted him to be extra. And you hurt guys were judging Carrie-Anne. me. Who was the one that captured him? <laughs> Oh my god. Now you'll never know. <laughs> and he fucking dies. <laughs> Robin Hoodie takes the star witness and just fucking smacks him on the head with the butt of his rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a kill. <laughs> Carrie Ann, this young 16-year-old girl, you know, like private school type student, smart, intelligent. Uh, looks absolutely mortified by seeing Vanessa, a girl she's known her whole life, just torture and beat a man. I and then her compatriot, Stop then it. her compatriot just brutally smack him in on the top of the head with the butt of a fucking rifle and kill him as he drops over bleeding on the ground. Wow. That oh was, my God. That okay. was such an overreaction. This is really bad. This is bad. This, this, this is carry, 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 in, yeah, carry, in, carry, in, carry in. Kiddo, carry you want to get out of here? I know. You're I very much like let's go. All right. Okay, let's go. Come on. Just leave him. Fuck it. So you guys get out of this this warehouse. Um, we just leave bodies everywhere. <laughs> that's you know not actually that atypical for this part of town. <laughs> that's true. Um, I, I'm going to take one of his daggers on the way back. I'm going to throw it to Chuck. <laughs> You take, uh, give me a, uh, Chuck I is going to make a dexterity. Before we, leave, can, can, before we leave, can I investigate this dude's body? 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, I mean, maybe we should look for clues. A ten. Yeah. All right. If, would anybody else like to make an investigation check before you guys leave? I yes. would. Wait, I didn't check investigation. Yeah, yeah seven. Or Eight. did we see him drop his phone? Can we like go grab it? So, if anyone saw it, good thing Robin, Robin probably did. Rolled a twenty on his investigation check. Vanessa with a seven. You see Carrie Ann like. It's not like she doesn't like you, but she is scared of you in this moment. Um, Mongo, you kind of look around. You're like, yeah, these guys were assholes. Um, you know, you could maybe like you get a fucking necklace or something, you know, just basic dead random enemy loot um, of not insignificant value off their bodies. Uh, you... Keith specifically investigating Q's body. Um, you grab one of his daggers. Um, and he has he has a little necklace with the letter Q on it. Um, typical, typical, and it's 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 like a nice necklace, like it's like diamond encrusted and it's like platinum and diamonds. Um, super nice uh, that you could take from him. Uh, he doesn't really have like a wallet or ID. Um, but you know, he's, you know, he's just a ragged, um, but Robin, you remember seeing him drop his phone, which is this thin crystal kind of transparent crystal. And you head up to the little lofted area where he has it, um, up there. You see that the phone is broken. You, do you want to see if it works? Yeah, I'll pick it up and start playing with it and see if it actually works. Right. I'm going to roll you a luck check. Uh, the phone turns on. The screen is cracked. It's in really rough shape. Um, but it, you know, it works and it could possibly be studied for evidence. Um, you also see a little planning table up there. Uh, would everybody like to investigate the little like planning table? Yes, please. And Mongo, do this with advantage because you've seen this a little bit. Before, I got a fifteen. God damn it, man! Three. What the fuck? Eighteen. So Mongo, you were in this crew for a little bit before. Um, you see this little like hollow map of of the main street where um, Q and H kidnapped uh, Carrie Ann. Um, you see their points were where they were. You know, hiding their motorcycles before they they threw the grenade. Where you see when and where they were going to come in. You see a note that says, um, "We'll stop at this location." Um, you don't know why anybody would know why the. There's no reason. Uh, actually, everybody make an insight check, Mongo. Just Mongo or everyone? Just Mongo. You said everyone. And you know, Keith and Robin, (laughs) since you guys were there, um, you guys, since you guys were at the scene of the crime when it happened, you guys make inside checks. 14 plus (laughs) 13, actually. I forgot. Get a minus one on your insight. You guys are very insightful people. Um, Vanessa, you didn't really know what was going on with the, the trip. You thought you were just doing a campaign trip. Uh, 
Mongo, you're like, yeah, I uh, I don't know why they would know this car would stop. That seems weird. Uh, Robin, you're kind of just like staring off into space. I don't know. This is a cool looking warehouse. You've probably been here before. Uh, Keith, you would know that a security team escorting a high value target into a dangerous area probably wouldn't have stopped their vehicle and got out for no reason but you have there's nothing else you guys can see like with no what proof. yeah with what your roles are or anything that can give you any more hints and that's basically all you can get from the warehouse uh keith just kind of shows goes well inside job uh, you're really accusing my my father's men of arranging the kidnapping of his daughter and the attack on his other daughter and you know all all of themselves basically kid i hate to break it to you but why would they know where you guys are going to stop that's impossible it could that's... be a lucky guess it they they could have organized like there's a lot of people in the middle of the street uh you know they could have they could have like paid off guards and but... stuff uh exactly. to make sure that stuff wasn't like I mean, like the gangsters, the guys, the kidnappers, they could have paid off the guards to like not block off the street the way it was supposed to be blocked off. Like, there's a lot more than it's just an inside but job. But how would they get in contact with those guards? You're only but, there for what, a couple hours maybe? You guys know, you guys live in Lower Utopia as much more than I do. You guys know how corrupt it's supposed to be down here. It is very corrupted, but a lot of people wouldn't approach guards like that because most of them would probably beat us half the time. Roll an insight check, Keith. Uh, or history, actually history check. History check. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be an eighteen plus nineteen. Captain Mercant, the half orc captain of the police, is like one of the very few police leaders that does not let corruption go lightly in his precinct. So, if there was a crooked if the people did pay off the guards on that side of the wall, um, that would be a very difficult because most of the cops have been, most of the bad cops have been weeded out. Um, and if they did, Merkant would want to hunt them down as fast as possible. Can I just like tell her that? Yeah. Okay. That's, that, that's great and all. I'm sure he's a good police captain and all that, but there is a lot more possibilities than just somebody within my family and my father's security sabotaging us. Okay. All right. It may have not been your family in particular. I mean, do you know all of those security guards at all? I mean, do I've seen them all around. All them? Like, yeah, they're Are, any down. of them new hires. No, it's we... more inside than anything. Can we please get the hell out of here? All right. Let's, let's see if we can get you back and we'll, we'll try and work on this. So as we're going, I'd, I'd start picking up the pieces to my wolf. Oh, <laughs> poor wolf. <laughs> I didn't really mean to kill your wolf on the first episode, but hey. well, no, it's it, it's literally just a long rest, and I can put it back together. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, as we're walking back away, and I, I I throw the necklace at Chuck. Throw the necklace at Chuck. Uh, Chuck's gonna make a dexterity check to see if he can fucking catch it. Uh, Come on, Chuck. Come on, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck gets a nine. Uh, the necklace falls. Um, a little. Like it goes, it's a good throw. It's a good throw to Chuck. 
but he uh, he's kind of twitchy. And he like reaches down to scratch, think misjudges it, thinks he has enough time, uh, and it sails a little over his head. Uh, he's going to make an athletics check against one other homeless guy. They both got a 13. Uh, they both got a 6. Uh, Chuck does grab the necklace and runs away. This, you know, nice diamond and platinum necklace. Um, as Bye, you guys, as you guys start escorting Carrie Ann back towards the 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 precinct where she got kidnapped, um, everybody make a perception check as you guys are good. Okay. He's a good back. guy. He's just gonna do a lot more drugs now. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Fourteen. Uh, what are we doing? Insight. Perception. Both perception. <laughs> Ten. So all of you can see that like people around are are staring at you. Um, they don't really know if you're good or bad. You have this. By this point, it's been like an hour since Carrie Ann was kidnapped. You guys have her face is all over the news, and people are staring at you. Uh, Robin, you see some guards in particular are checking you out, but they're not. They don't look happy that you seem to have rescued this girl. Um, but they also, like, really don't seem like they want to tussle with you guys right now. Um, as you're getting closer to the gate and crossing back into the other precinct. Um, which you do. Nothing bad happens. A lot of people seem to be just kind of startled by what they're seeing. Uh, so casually, people walking across the middle of the street uh, with a kidnapped victim. <clears throat> so as you pass back through the gate and get into precincts, uh, I don't know, fucking District 13, whatever, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. Um, as you cross back into District 13, uh, Captain Droff Mercant, this big half-orc guy, is waiting there. EMT um, and a armored vehicle are with him. The Bonnie and the security team that she was with have, have left. Um, but you guys have Carrie Ann and, you know, your gaggle of ruffians. And as Captain Murkan is talking to a lot of police officers, um, and you walk up to him. What do you guys say? Hi, Cap. Fuck it. I think. Record, record time, eh? Uh, no, you, you've been faster before, let's be honest, Keith. Really? Damn. Yeah. I mean, God. Thank Andrea <laughs> that you guys got back here. Uh, Miss, Miss Vixus, Carrie Ann, uh, please, we have we have doctors here that can help out. And, you know, Carrie Ann kind of gets escorted with the EMTs. Um, who are, like, you know, checking her, making sure she's okay. Casting, like, restoration spells on her. She, I mean, she got knocked out and kidnapped. That's not fun. And saw uh, us kill somebody. Yeah. Uh, Captain. Guys. <laughs> I mean, you all killed somebody. Only, we all only killed two somebody. People, only, only two people brutally uh, murdered a tied-up man. Excuse me, <laughs> I I didn't pistol whip him. Okay, that was Robin. Uh, he was perfectly fine, and you had a stirb cop him. <laughs> I didn't. I said I kicked him in the stomach. I did not say I did anything else. Yeah, and I only did it because he's a douchebag. 
he wasn't don't get me wrong he was a douchebag he is a bad like q was a bad guy uh and do you know he might have done the same thing to us if i wasn't a curb stomped his ass yeah sure uh captain is overhearing you guys talk about this who the fuck did you curb stomp Okay, so there was a guy. I'm innocent this time, Cap. Don't worry. Okay, there was a guy and a bunch of his group. I don't know. He had a a few different guys and a girl, and they were going to kill Carrie Ann. So we handled the situation. I, I mean, I may or may not have caused a, a bit of a stir by falling into the room, but at the same time, after that, I mean, things, you know, went our way. We all got injured but for the most part i mean carrie ann stayed physically unharmed emotionally i don't really know about all that uh well, but, she, i mean she got kidnapped i don't i don't i don't really think you can be totally emotionally unharmed by getting kidnapped it, that's very true but uh so the um we we killed all the bandits and the last guy was you know instigating and wanted us to kill him but at the same time he was also very very mean and we may or may not have gone a little overboard, but um, yeah, uh, job's done. It doesn't matter. And uh, you listen, you were there in the first place. We still haven't figured out how we feel about you yet, other than the fact that you didn't try to kill He's us. Fine. So the captain is staring down Mongo at this point. You, uh, I, I know who you are. What happened? Um, asking Mongo specifically. Well, they had a deal with somebody that they wanted this girl kidnapped and killed for 10 million credits. That's That's all I know. How long have you been with those guys? Not long. Only a few months. Okay. Yeah, I gotta tell you something. Yeah. Uh, Kind of made a deal with him is... If uh, he helped us, he kind of goes free. So, did I mean? Did he help? He helped you, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give yeah. me a persuasion check. Yeah. Yeah. Vex is totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> twenty-eight. <laughs> Got a nat twenty. <laughs> so you're telling me, a guy, a mercenary, criminal for hire, who uh has unabashedly been a killer and a thief enforcer for a bunch of people somehow had a change of heart and didn't kill a young girl for 10 million credits. I mean, if you think about it, could you kill a girl? Let's be real. I'm a f- no, I'm a f- I like, I could kill a female. Yes. I've done that before. Uh, killing a like a young innocent kid. No, that would not be on my list of like things to do. My uh, exactly. Captain, I rest my case. All right. <clears throat> Since everybody's on your side, Mongo, I know your fucking name. I won't put you in cuffs right now. Keith kind of pats Mongo's back a little bit, like, I got you, dude. Right. I appreciate right. that. I-, I need to go get this gunshot wound attended to. Yeah. Call my dad. EMTs, EMTs tend to you. You guys can all take, you guys all take a short rest. You're not going to be in any combat for the rest of the night. So, like, I mean, unless you just start kicking random people again. Um, <laughs> Listen, I can't guarantee anything. Um, but yeah, so EMT is to you. Captain says, all right, Keith, 
I'm holding you accountable for this this Mongo guy out here. Uh, you better if he if he fucks up, it's it's your ass. Uh, I, I think. What is it so- ever on my ass? Like, come on, Cap. Every time I go on on a mission, you say that shit. Well, you usually succeed, and you did again. So I'm gonna keep trusting you. But I, I'm telling you, man, it's my patience is wearing very thin with you. Uh, is there anything well, else? Like five years. Is there anything else I need to know about what's what happened? The operation? <clears throat> nope. And I'm totally yeah. keeping what we found out a secret from him because I don't okay. trust him. Roll a deception check. Because <laughs> I'm Keith is so convinced it was an inside job. Uh, 16 plus. That's a uh, dirty 20. He got a 19. So he, Captain Mercant, is staring at you dead in the eye. Says, there's something you're not telling me. Cap, you know me. I'm so trustworthy with you. I love you, dude. If there's a way, I can help. If maybe there's something that was not kosher, that was not just a couple criminals trying to make a quick buck. You have my card. You can call me. I'm on your side, Keith. Uh, but I think it's time. I think it's time to Miss Halen, you need to get back to Upper Utopia with with Carrie Ann. And the rest of you other three, get out of my sight. Uh, and Captain kind of walks away. Uh, you have the armored car to take you back to Upper Utopia. Keith just waves at him. Yeah, so that's for you. Captain is like rubbing his head, lights up a cigarette, and like pulls out a flask. Like very <laughs> shit. <laughs> I take. I decide. I decide that me and Mongo and Keith need a drink. Come on, guys, let's go have a beer. I'll buy. So um, all four free beers. You guys go. You do all have like cell phones. I don't know if you want to like exchange contact with each other. Oh yeah, we probably should do that. Uh, all right. So here's the deal. If you guys find out anything else, please give me a call. Uh, I'll give you all my number. I'm going to sneak in to upper side anyway later. So you'll see me at some point. Keith, how old are you? 26. So like this beautiful young half elven woman, daughter of the most famous rock star in Utopia, literally just gave you her cell phone number. Actually, all you guys, she just gave all of you her cell phone number. I got a rock and ball just so everybody knows. <laughs> but just, yes. wanted to, just wanted to throw it out there. So Vanessa gives everybody her number and her and Carrie Ann get into the get into a car, armored car, back heading to Upper Utopia. Mm-hmm. Boys, what do you guys do? Go to the bar. <laughs> bar. Definitely. Oh yeah. I'm buying. So you go to this bar. It's this, you know, kind of divey place called Mini Cows. Is it like uh, the local place? Yeah, it's like a local dive, you know, kind of ruffians go in there and Old all hang out. Basically, yeah. like my fucking with each other. Uh, you guys have all, you know, spent some time in here. Um, beautiful, you know, tall, dark-haired bartender with purple eyes uh, standing behind serving drinks. Um, you know, this is just a nice place. Uh, Keith, you get a little dink on your crystal. Um, that money has just been wired to your account for the successful uh, recovery of uh, Carrie Ann. You get 5,000 credits wired to your account. 
bet. <clears throat> um, I Robin, go over and start playing poker. <laughs> Robin, you your crystal also dinks. Um, it's a it's a wire transfer from Stefan, who you at the very start. They have wired a thousand credits to your account. Um, and Mongo, you didn't get paid because you did the right thing. <laughs> but, I'll transfer twenty five hundred to him. Okay, so uh, I'll keep my word. <laughs> I look at Mongo. I'll I'll keep my word, buddy. Keith Venmo's Mongo twenty five hundred credits. Um, and you guys all have fun. Keith, roll a luck check to see how you do at poker. And lose all of it like at once. I it depends on how you roll. Eleven. Uh, you. So you had twenty five hundred credits after you Venmoed Mongo. Uh, you now have twenty three hundred credits. Uh, I'll take it. That's a win for Keith. <laughs> um, Vanessa, you're with Carrie Ann in this car. Both of you are are fucked up. You're as you're pulling back towards her house. Um, you you get. You guys pull up, walk out. Princeton, uh, Bonnie, uh, Winston Wallace, their lizard folk assistant, and Leilani, the mother of the Vixus household, are all like out waiting, like bawling their eyes out as Carrie Ann gets gets returned to um, returned to the family. All excited, Princeton's like, "Oh my God, my lovely daughter! I'm so happy to see you, Leilani. Who's this?" tall, strong-looking high elven woman is like, Carrie Ann, I can't believe you're back! I can't believe they took you! She seems like fucking distraught. Bonnie also like has like calmed down a little bit because she's good. Uh, roll me one last perception check. 17. 17. You notice staring out of the window of like the campaign office you saw, there's this young, kind of dark-skinned human woman who is, you know, very intently staring at the daughter being returned and the whole family. Um, but she, you know, she just looks like a campaign assistant intern person that is, like, you know, distracted by this, like, traumatic event. News cameras are outside all around. Um, you kind of sneak off and sneak back home. Um, at the bar, Robin is talking to the bartender. You know, Keith and Monger are kind of messing around. And... Roll all three of you roll a perception check. 16 plus 19. 17. So Keith and Mongo. And I mean Robin, you notice that like a lot of people are coughing, but it's just like it's a smoky dive bar. Fucking people cough. Keith and Mongo. You guys both notice that almost everybody in here is like coughing kind of sickly looking at the moment um it's it's you know it's a shitty kind of outskirts town with poor like infrastructure and healthcare but it seems odd that so many people are you know dealing with a, some sort of illness have there been any reports of this mysterious ailment a lot robin would remember that um the tabaxi kid he talked to earlier mentioned that a lot of people have been getting sick lately Do, and that, did i hear that from him or not i'd say he relays that information to you guys okay and he's like, the guy kid said that he was uh 
waiting for another clinic to open up if they do. This is odd. It doesn't seem good. I don't think it's safe to be here. Uh, no. Uh... <laughs> and that is where we end our session. Oh, really? <laughs> He's just going to grab all of his ships. It just... <laughs> That's it. What's going on in Utopia? All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of our Utopia campaign. Uh, I am Mimic the Idiot. I am your host of Idiots Rolling Dice. We appreciate you. Anybody who stuck with us through campaign one to uh, the second campaign we have going now. I think it's going to be a lot of fun as it develops going forward. I am joined by my fellow hosts. Keith Miller is played by Vex, our former Dungeon Master. Vanessa Halen, our ranged fighter, is played by Daisy Cakes. Jimmy SHR14 plays Robin Hoodie. And Play to Fool joins us for Campaign 2 as Mongo. Uh, tune in next week to see what happens with Utopia. Remember, this campaign is streamed live on Twitch every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and new episodes drop every Wednesday. If you're on iTunes, leave a rating. It really helps out, and, uh, you know, hope you all stay safe out there. Good luck with whatever you got going on. Bless up. <laughs> <laughs>